if there's random noises, I'm sorry. I'm just washing up the coffee mug so I can not fall asleep. That um, makes sense. Halfway through the podcast. <laughs> that would be good. We don't want you to fall asleep halfway through the podcast. Um, yeah, it is nine. It's nine o'clock here. So, ah. hmm. not sure what time it is there. Six. Six. Yeah, six eighteen. It's nine here. Okay. My, I looked at the clock on the stove for a second. I was like, wait, 10 o'clock? No, it's not 10, is it? But it's just daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't changed yet. Trisha and the Scott, just for your FYI, and Tasha of the Friends F-Series may be yes. joining us later. Oh. oh. Okay. He's in a meeting until 7 or 7.30. I can't remember what he said now. But he's a big fan of St. Margaret's. And I said, well, if you'd like to join us, you're welcome to. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I oh, wait, have hang two on. competing impulses here. Yes. Uh, because uh, on the one hand, I think we sh- if uh, depending on how quickly we get through this one, mm-hmm. I think we should also do um, a Toad of a Hero just so we can have the Frog and Toad episode. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> On the other hand, I'm also somewhat tired today, so we may not uh, find it in that. ourselves to do that. <laughs> well, we could do link us to the other one, and then we could do it next week because we have nothing planned after tonight. Yeah, I think it's the last I one. I suppose we could. And then we can just combine, Is there anything? combine the two together through the magic of editing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is there anything planned for the next series, or is there like a break before you pick the stories and stuff? Or um, they're not, we're not sure about there is or not going to be another season. Yeah. yeah. That well, one? Everybody, I think everybody wants to do another season. But the mm-hmm. one. I don't mind doing another season. I have this, you know, handy-dandy new super speedy computer that does all kinds of magic for me. So things have gotten much <laughs> Is easier. it going good for the podcast? Oh, it's so much easier to edit the podcast with this computer. It does two things that my other computer wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it so much easier and faster. Mm, that's awesome. Yes. Uh, usually we do take a break and collect stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got sure a few that like, we sort of have had like, recommendations and stuff mm-hmm. that we're looking at, but uh, we haven't really, um, there's no decided list or anything yet. Not yet. So. Okay. I hadn't seen anything, so I wasn't sure. I found one I really like, and it's the prequel to... The hair. Which one is it? It's the one that, that one, has sorry. the um, house elves that like to hurt each other. It it might be the next gen one we just finished. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't it's, read that one actually. So it's called something yeah. magic. It's really oh, after be- magic. After magic. Yeah. Did you read that one, Scott? I haven't, but we I, I know which it. one you're talking about. Yeah. It's really interesting because it has Percy as being a hero and like oh, yeah? totally. Kingsley comes in and he says, Percy is actually a hero. And they're like, what do you mean Percy's a hero? And he says, Percy walked up as they were torturing Scrimjaw, as Voldemort was torturing Scrimjaw, and opened the door and walked in and said, who's in charge here? And Voldemort said, what will you do if if I say it's me? And Percy says, well, then I'll hand you these reports, sir. And he kind of works his way into... Voldemort's good graces and then he feeds Kingsley information about Mungles that they're going to be tortured and he's the one that gets the family out of the, the, you know, alerts Kingsley so that he can get the family out at the wedding and all of this stuff. So it's kind of a really neat, you know, side story. Oh, like during book seven? Yeah. yeah. Dude! So sweet! I think that I'd like to have that one on. I love stories that can like fit into the canon. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. 
Yeah, and this has. And you're like, oh, but really? Morgana. Sorry. <laughs> and, no, no, that's cool. It it has him, you know, trying to bring Fred back to life and stuff like that. So. Oh man, yeah. Let's see. After Magic, it is. Whoops. It's two hours long on the text reader, so it's not very long. It'd be it would be a, oh, okay. a short one podcast for the whole thing, kind of a a thing. For a second, I thought you were saying it was like a huge long one, and I was like, oh, it goes all the way to the end, but no, okay. No. So it's like a moments from the book, like just kind of one shot time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a- I I think it might be four chapters, and it's from different people's points of view, so you have to kind of pay attention to whose points of view is it is. Right, right. So yeah, I think it's worth looking at. I think that one's going to go on. I'm reading a Harry and Hufflepuff one right now. I've never actually read one of those, I don't think. No, wait, one, but it was a crack fit. I've listened to like five minutes of this, so I don't know what it's going to be like. I just know the chapters are really short. I loaded Mm -hmm. eight chapters, and it's less than 40 minutes on my text reader. So that's that's pretty short. My text reader actually doesn't tell me how long it's going to be reading for, so I just have to kind of hope it finishes before I get off the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, does does yours, like, change it over in advance and then tell you how long it is? It's set up so that when I hit the text reader, it turns it into MP3 file and loads it in my iTunes, and I play it on my iPod. Oh. It tells me how long it's going to be. Okay. And actually, Mine just kind of start reading. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it, I lost that one yesterday and ended up buying something new. And then the guy that owns the, you know, that's in charge of the I Speak It sent me an email because I emailed him and said, what am I doing? And he said, just uh-huh. upgrade it and it'll work fine because it stopped working when my computer upgraded. Oh, okay. That's such fun. Yeah, great. So are we all settled and quiet and ready to go? Quiet. Yeah, I think uh, so. Anything... I feel like we have Kayla back. It's Kayla's bistro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Don't remember this part. Uh, she was a peon. She she was also Canadian, and she would be up in her room in a loft, and her family would be down banging dishes and oh. having dinner, <laughs> and you just hear all this great noise. And we just called it. We just it and called it her bistro. No, it's okay because we haven't really started yet, so it's not a big deal. Oh, but the only thing I'm worried about is. I got married in December, right? So right. RJ plays video games behind my desk uh-huh. on his computer. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have to go into a different room. But I'm on, that's why I'm on the phone uh-huh. with the Bluetooth so that I can move the Skype away from the battle sounds if need be. The typing. I can hear typing. I don't know if it's somebody else or if it's... I think we be chewing. I'm going to spit on my You're chewing. It's not me. He's not home yet. He's working okay. until 10, so well, he'll probably be home like 10 30 Sounds like Mike's leaving now. I have to remember to go get my keys out of the truck so that I can get into the house tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. had two 10-foot scaffolding towers that he's been using to paint the front of the garage, and we had to take them all apart and load them in my truck, and I have to deliver them at 7.30 tomorrow morning and get to work by 7.45. This should be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds you got a like, you get a little thing that you can like tip the back over and like, just let it all fall out. Yeah, that mm-hmm. almost needs to be what we're gonna do. Luckily, it's five minutes from my work or two minutes from my work, so it's pretty close. It's just down the block, but they don't open until seven thirty, so there's not much I can do. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow is our evaluation day. So, anybody have anything phenomenal this week? Uh, Trisha, what? You ran a marathon. Yes, I did. And you survived. Oh, yeah. I survived. Barely, but I survived. <laughs> <laughs> Go on to hear it. That, 
Unless you were, you know, zombie treasure or something, but uh... no, 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 really. It it seems like it's it's it was a long time ago, but it was just last not this That's weekend, but the week Sunday. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was still great fun. Um, they lied and say it was it was not hilly. It was very hilly. Aww. <laughs> Saw some very beautiful, beautiful and very emotional things. The one emotional thing that I saw. And I wasn't expecting it. It's around the halfway point, around mile 13. I knew it was coming up, and they have a section of fallen Marines, mm. and they mm. have um, a pictures up of them, and then they have people that um, have American flags all the way down. It's very, very moving. Well, I come mm. up, and there's this man. He's kneeling in front of a sign, and all of a sudden you see him kissing, and we find out it was his son. Oh. And there was a group of us. We all gathered around him and hugged him. Aww. You're such I, a Hufflepuff. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah. And we hugged him and we told him thank you. It's like, mm-hmm. sorry that your son has passed, but thank you very much for his service. And, and something. Oh, it, it, it was very, very emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was probably the best. I mean, it I think he, he appreciated it more more than anything. Yeah. So it, was, it was very, very nice to see. And it was fun. It was grueling. I had a couple girlfriends, but they they ran, but they, they run a lot faster than I am. They're also six, six inches taller, too. So it, it makes a big difference. They got in about half an hour earlier. This time, I didn't have anybody running with me, so I was alone most of the time. It was cool. Mm-hmm. It was good or it was bad? Huh? It was good or bad? It was bad. Um, I ended up being slower than I was last year. But last year I had, like I said, I had some friends meet me in a couple of spots and run with me. No, it really does help. And usually you can find someone, like, within your pace. Right. And I couldn't find anybody. Yeah, uh. It was just a... What was great fun is, like, when you meet someone, you never right. remember their name, but you remember where they're from. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you're, so you call them called different names like Texas met a great girl in line for the expo and and she was from Baltimore so we always just called her Baltimore Baltimore the time. yeah <laughs> and what was fun is that my girlfriend and my girlfriend and I we all wore the same shirt mm-hmm. and the shirt the shirt had a Portuguese it's pretty much like the language has language right and it says yins run like jagoffs oh sure Yins means you guys, and okay. jagoffs means jerk face, like you're you're a big jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's it's like Pittsburgh has its own language. So but so you were insulting like, everybody. Yeah, it was it was fun. It's it's funny. It's more of a it's a, it is a very much a um, conversation starter. Mm-hmm. That does. Baltimore, what on earth does your shirt say? <laughs> yeah. Well, Baltimore knew that we we're Pittsburgh because. Right. Because of the football team and stuff like that. Because if you ever in Pittsburgh, you hear people say yins all the time. It drives me crazy. It's like the one word I hate to say. <laughs> like, I'll say gum band instead of, like, rubber band. Right. We'll, we say gum band. I'll, I'll, there's some things that I do. Like, we'll say hmm. go right up your room. That means go clean up your room kind of thing. I'll say that. That's interesting. I wonder where that comes okay. from. Um, it's, it's, the... Dutch. it's Dutch. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, yeah, so Baltimore ended up being funny. Um, 
to get into the VIP bathrooms before the race starts, which means you don't have to go into the porta john It's flushable, and it doesn't smell bad, and plus it's heated. Ooh, right. Yeah. You had to buy $200 worth of stuff. So I'm looking at all my stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I'm like 30 bucks off. And I'm like, I don't want to buy anything else. Like this Baltimore was in front of me. She's like, here, have this hat and have this piece of sock. Here's, here's the money. So you could just, I'm like, okay. Aw, so that was sweet. Aw. really sweet. I'm like, okay. She's like, I have more than enough than $200 because she went and bought shoes, too, on top of it. And a whole bunch of other things. So I get there. I run, ring up. I am $198.98. Oh, oh, man. I'm like, crap. I'm like, I'm looking around looking for a sticker or something like that. Uh-huh. And Baltimore comes over. She goes, I just bought $350 worth of stuff. Can you just give her 200 and give her the $2? So they gave me the sticker. Well, that's nice. Good yeah. for Baltimore. And then, like, then my girl, then my other girlfriend, she was like 50 bucks short. So Baltimore went back over and goes, hey, she's like, the lady's like, didn't you just do that for her? I go, mine was $2. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's like that. She, then she looks like at her bill because it was three, she had 350 She's like, okay. So she got the sticker too. So we all, so we got the. <laughs> so you got to use the good potties. Yeah, we got to use the good potties, man. And we got little, little, nice little, like, chewy things. And it was good stuff. Awesome. Nice. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I I was rooting for you. I oh, thank you. And thank you. I saw I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, oh, there's Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Sue. She's always around somewhere. You just never know where she's gonna pop up. I know. I, I just, was... just giggled. Yeah, yeah. Sue Sue would tell me, I'm a hot because I went mm-hmm. hunt the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> well, I got to the I got to the end. I was very composed until I met the Marine and he saluted me and said I did a great job and I totally freaking lost it. And I cried. <laughs> and I did you cry all over him last year too? Oh yeah, I mean but this time I I looked for an older gentleman this time. The last one was pretty <laughs> He yeah. was like probably 18 at the very most. He didn't know what to do with me. He just did the, he hugged me and I was blubbering. <laughs> and he took me by the shoulders and pushed me away and handed me off to the other three. I knew, I went with an older man and I started crying. <laughs> I started laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear. But this year it was really cool because there was, um, ever hear of Team Hoyt? No. It's a father-son uh, combo. They do, like, the Iron Man. Oh, yes. the He's yeah. in a wheelchair? Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were there. Of course, I didn't see them because his father, who is old enough to be my father, pushing him is faster than I am. So, right. I digress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. they had a bunch. They had a bunch of teams, and they had different people pushing people. Mm. Things. I got to see that. It was really. I got to meet a kid named David, and he was just so ecstatic. Just like you're doing awesome, David. Like, I know. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was just so. He was so sweet, and, and the woman that was pushing them, they usually they had teams. Mm-hmm. And the two women that are pushing them, they're I'm just like, this make your day. She she goes, she's I'm gonna be so damn sore tomorrow. She goes, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. She goes, this was just, she goes, this was just wonderful. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah. if I ever get to do that again, if I ever get, if I ever plan to do a marathon, I would like to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was cool. 
But well, you know, great. He was cheering us on. We were cheering him on. It was awesome. <laughs> he was high five and everything. That's awesome. <laughs> so what are you doing? What am I doing? Yes. Am I making sound? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what does it sound like? It sounds like things sliding and crunching and crashing and stuff. Hang on. Is this the noise? Yes. Yeah. That's the garbage. That's the garbage? So you, it's like one of those... So it's the foot one where you put your foot okay. on and it opens top. Yeah. And it hits all. I was washing the countertop because it had Romney's up earlier today. Ah, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just like, that That's is the weirdest What? It picks up everything. <laughs> so. I mean, I thought it's all like, it's away. And... Yep. And, mm-hmm. and somebody's still typing. That would be me. That's <laughs> definitely not me. <laughs> I'm making the rest of the noises, but not the typing. Uh, well. It's because every time I sign into Skype for a podcast, I have 500 unread messages from various things. Uh-huh. You Hello? Careful, Marley. Sign in. I'm podcasting. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I love the Trisha and I. I had you instead of the other way around, but yeah. Hi. Hi. If you could avoid streaming games, maybe the offline ones for a little bit. Blurry, get possibly. down. You're not drinking If you beer. could possibly have offline games for a little while, unless you have Dungeons to Kill podcasting. He's like, okay. We're recording a thing for an internet thing over the internet. It's an internet radio show. On Skype. Oh, Gilbert won't have a problem with that. Okay, Gilbert doesn't do anything? Okay, cool. Sweet. And it doesn't do a lot of internet traffic. Okay, I doesn't think the internet will be slow. Quality issue? I mean, oh no, it's just killing. Also, hi. Hi. Welcome home. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, home. like half an hour early. Nice. An hour early, actually. I right. am anyway. going to be podcasting <laughs> on Thursday from a hotel. If we actually podcast on Thursday, who knows? No one seems Where to are you be going? answering me. I have a training in Astoria, which is about an hour and a half away at 8.30 mm-hmm. Thursday morning. And then I have a training in the same building at 9.30 the next morning. And I was like, why am I going to turn around and drive three more hours round trip when I can just get a hotel and spend the night? So I'm just... That does seem like the sensible option. Yeah. And I got a fairly inexpensive hotel, so... And it's apparently just down the street from where I'm taking my classes. So hopefully it'll work out. We'll see what happens. And I get paid tonight, Mm -hmm. so I might actually have money to pay for it. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a good thing. That's always a bonus. Yeah, yeah. Well, shall we start so you guys that are at 9 o'clock don't have to be up until all hours? That would probably be this. All right. For Friday, January 16th, this is episode 202 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. And this is the last podcast of season six. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome! My resolution for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. Like Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Okay, what did I miss? Am like I friend. surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Apparently, <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. <laughs> 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 I snort. I think I need more meds. My 
hands have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting around with fake ones, too. Really, honestly. Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snake. You are quite possibly clinically in pain. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> you always laugh before the end. Waterpick Weekly. Where the story never ends. Well, we'll just try it, see what happens. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly. I am Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And I'm Rachel. And that worked pretty good for having no rehearsal or you do the first try. Yay! That doesn't happen to us that often. <laughs> it does not. This is called The Frog Prince of Slytherin. I did not know that. I thought it was just called The Frog Prince. And it is written by St. Margaret. It is a rating of teens, and it's just a fun little four-chapter story that it's nice. I found. Yeah, I wasn't sure, Tricia, if you would say, oh, it's kind of fun, or if you would say puke. So. <laughs> it's not that much of a puke factor. Yay, I'm glad. Yeah, That is good. It's it's not over the. It, it's fun. It's cute. It's. I don't want to puke all over the place. Great. That's from you. Yes, that's high praise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm getting a reputation about this now. Yes, yeah, you are. That's okay. <laughs> oh, just now? You haven't had the. Never mind. Sorry. And I really enjoyed this because it was a really odd pairing. It's Theodore Knott and Luna Lovegood. Yeah, that's what I was like when I first was reading this. I'm like, how the hell is she going to get the Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and it's based on the fairy tale of the Frog Prince. You know what? Mm -hmm. I, I never really read the full Frog Prince fairy tale. I'm not sure I have either. I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure it's... Sorry. Go ahead. I got some pieces of it I, mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, but it's not one of the fairy tales that I, I remember a lot of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how it goes. We have... Luna, who's playing with this golden ball, and Theodore, who is watching her from a little ways away. He's, you know, watching her and kind of thinking that it's very improbable that she's got this ball, but her father's the editor of The Quibbler, so maybe they have lots of money or whatever, and he's trying to figure out what he wants to be, because he's not sure he wants to be a Death Eater like his father, but he's kind of getting pushed into that, and He's got a dangerous reputation, so he's, you know, mm -hmm. having this... As, when he was younger in Hogwarts, having the dangerous reputation was kind of cool, because, you know, he got to just be the mysterious bad boy, but now that the Death Eaters are actually showing up again and everything's sort of uh, spiraling downwards, he doesn't really want to go with that side of things so much. And oh, I mean, he's yeah, sort of... Yeah. Sort of looking at Luna, um, he's thinking, you know, everybody says she's just as crazy as her father, but everybody thinks I'm a Death Eater like my father, and if that's not true, maybe she's not crazy either. Mm -hmm. right. So you... he's sort of uh, contemplating things, generally. Trisha, what were you going to say? I forgot. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> I agree with everything he said. <laughs> that's good. 
So um, she's tossing the ball in her in the air with both hands and then kind of holding out her hands to catch it again. And he's thinking to himself, she's pushing fate. She's going to drop it. And she's, of course, right next to the water. And it was the cry of a bird that did it. Uh, the bird cries out. She breaks her concentration for just a minute, and she misses the ball by inches. And it falls into the deep water with a plop. And she just stands there, staring at it, like she's expecting it to come back out. And she's like, my golden ball, I've lost my golden ball. And she looks at him and she says, my mother gave it to me. And Theodore's never known his mother. So he's like, well, maybe your mom can get you a new one because he doesn't know her family background. Yeah, that made me kind of go like, oh, your mom, no, no, she can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I understand how you're like, you big idiot. But then you got to think, yeah, he doesn't know what, mm-hmm. what she's done and what's happened to her, really, in a lot yeah. of aspects. He wouldn't have any reason to know. Yeah. And so he says, she wants to know if he'll help get it back. And he's like, why should I? And he kind of was waiting for an answer to see what he's going to, what she's going to do. Is she going to appeal to his emotions? Is she going to offer a reward from the rich mother? And she says simply, I asked, I yeah. asked for it. And yeah. he wants to know, do you always answer calls for help? And she says, yes, very matter of factly. I mean, yeah. And then she says, please. And he's like, is please a magic word? Why don't you just accio it? <laughs> and she says, I can't. It doesn't, you can't use magic. It's pure Romanian gold and it doesn't work. Fun fact. I'm pretty sure there's actually like a ball in the story. So they had figured out a way to have it be necessary for him to go get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know it's how because the plot so. <laughs> well, but also because, you know, well, actually, yeah, it's literally because the plot says so. Right. Yeah. Because that's what you have to have. And he says, well, I guess you're out of luck unless you know the giant squid. And she says, I don't know the giant squid, but I know you. (laughs) And he thinks, nobody knows me. And she says, you swim like a frog most mornings. And he thinks that's funny. You know what? I mean, it is. I mean, in so many ways, she's kind of like, she almost assaults him in a way, but it's so roundabout that it just takes you off guard. You're like, mm-hmm. And she doesn't mean it as an insult. She's just saying, like, you do swim like a frog. I mean, you know. And he but, says, uh, don't rough. you mean fish? And she's like, no. Fish stay in the water all the time. You get out. You're a frog. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, well, could be an otter or any number of other things, but he decides he doesn't really want to get into this with her, so he leaves it be. Mm-hmm. And then he comes up with a plan. Oh, it's a dastardly plan. It is kind of dastardly. <laughs> and I love Luna, because her expression never wavers as she waits for the conditions of his plan. Because she's Luna, you know? She's just very calm, and, and I, I see Ivana in my mind's eye, just standing there and waiting. <laughs> She's a very accepting person, and that's also one of the things about her that bothers him. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't understand why none of this gets her back up. It's, why Why are you just standing there and taking this? <laughs> but... mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so his conditions are, for three days, you must let me eat off your plate. You must let me spend all of your free time with you. And, and he looks at her and he kind of decides to push his luck. On the last day, a kiss. And the thing is that kind of like, kind of like, upsets her. It's like, eat off my plate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, I like that that's the one she objects to. Yeah, I know. 
But it's kind of interesting because it is a strange of a play. Yeah, that's true. And as we get like, further, really strange of a play. <laughs> it's, but it's it's it is and it isn't. I mean, that's how you. How do I say this? And and here I am again comparing people to dogs. But like, if you want a really good relationship with your dog, you hand feed them. You put, you know, you sit down on the floor with them. And you put the bowl of food in your lap and you scoop the food out and hold it in your hand and let them eat out of your hand. And I kind of get the feeling it's kind of the same thing. It's like, this is his way of really getting to know her. If you share a plate with somebody, I mean, that's pretty intimate. Mm-hmm. For me, that's yeah. just, that's a, for me, that's an automatic thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm eating, but like, you're going to expect me to eat, um, I'm going to probably eat half the stuff that's on your plate too because I want to try it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my oh, yeah, issue is with the, share. you'll eat half the stuff. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, but you, you usually you still have separate plates. You eat half the stuff with other plates, but you don't literally have like one portion to share between you. Like I could have seen like sitting with her at meals, mm-hmm. but it's just a really weird thing for like a seventeen-year-old boy to say. Right. That's all. I, I understand it's probably the plot because of the fairy tale. It's just it was it really threw me out of the thing for a minute. And well, I, the thing is, from what I mean, from what like you said too about dogs and, and stuff like that, it. It's a lot like that, especially since he has this background of animals and everything mm-hmm. like that. It could be one of his little kind yeah. of thing with with the animals. That's all. Right. That is a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I just thought of that now since Sue brought up the whole animals. <laughs> we don't know about the whole animal thing until later, though. Right. We don't know. No. Well, it's all in this episode anyway. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing we have to worry about spoiling people for unless. You're listening and you haven't read the story at all, in which case you should probably go read the story. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we highly recommend it. So yes. she starts to say, but my roommates, and he says, well, you'll just have to cope with them if you want your ball back. And then she says, well, what if you can't reach it? And that makes him mad because he swims like a frog, doesn't he? He can reach anything, <laughs> which is and I don't know if she meant to do it, but it's like the perfect thing to say to make sure that he goes after the ball. Yeah. Because now she's Until... challenged his manhood. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so she says, okay. He says, you'll have to ask mommy for another ball. A princess like you should be able to get what she wants. And Luna says, I can't ask my mother because she's dead. This isn't a game, you know. And he says, but it is a game. And her eyes, her eyes glitter, but she doesn't cry. And they decide they're going to start at dinner time. That was the first time I realized she actually did care about mm-hmm. the thing. Like I knew, but I didn't get any sense from the story that she was like really upset because she was just doing like the, you know, oh that's nice, I I'd like that back kind of Luna thing. Mm-hmm. But like not like actually crying might have been a little too much. But like the tears glittering, I was like ah, <laughs> okay. Okay, she's actually upset about this. Mm-hmm. The conditions and the thing in general, just, okay. Yeah, okay. And she's upset because the ball is really special to her because it came to her from her mother. And mm-hmm. and he's at least right on that part of it. You know, he thinks that she got it from her rich mommy who spoils her, and it did come from her mother, and so it's very precious to her because she's lost her mom. And I, mean, I could see that. Yeah, it's totally it was sense. A- it was the, I wasn't sure if she was all that upset by the conditions or not, like, mm-hmm. or if she should be like, oh, well, yeah, that's normal, right? right. Um, kind of thing. I couldn't tell. I don't think she was upset. You know what? In all honesty, I don't think she was upset by the conditions. I think she was more upset that she lost the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes into the Great Hall, sopping wet, 
because he's gone in and, and found the ball for her. And he goes over and he kind of stands next to her. And she says, you're wet. <laughs> and you could just hear her, <laughs> you know. You're wet. Just totally an observation. Not, uh, well, yes, so I am. Duh. Every once in a while, I would just... Because it's just so Luna. And I know it's... I just want to go, duh. Mm-hmm. But it and, is. It's so Luna. And, and I will say that St. Margaret Gritz has uh, Luna very well in this story. She's done a good job with Luna. Mm-hmm. And so her mother has taught her this wonderful drawing charm that she knows how to use on other people, but she can't use on herself. And so she dries him. And it's just wonderful. It's the most wonderful pulling sensation that caresses his body and dries him all at once. And he's like, what's that charm? You know, I want to know this. And it's something that her mom invented, and it's something that she used to use to dry Luna's hair when she was little. And he wants her to teach him the charm. And, of course, she says, please is a magic word, which just totally gets back at him for earlier. Mm -hmm. She kind of, uh, he's eating some food off of her plate, and she just reaches out and takes his fork and eats off of his fork, and he's like, that's so much for germs. And he thinks to himself, I didn't think about that before I decided on these conditions, you know. So now he's kind of having not second thoughts, but just kind of this moment of pause, like, um, maybe I didn't I think this. Squeak out, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I thought this through. And what I think is really interesting about this is I've always thought of meal times as an unending amount of food, and you eat until you're full, and it's yeah. not quite set up that way here. Mm-hmm. There's one plate, and there's a certain amount of food that comes to that plate. And if you eat more than, or if you eat it all, and you're still hungry, then you're kind of out of luck. And with the two of them sharing one plate, they're just getting half the amount. So, well, that's a diet for you. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, like in the books, there is. I, I was fairly certain that there was the middle bit. And then you put your food onto your plate from the platter. So that was something I was yeah, like, oh, there's, mm-hmm. some, there's serving style. It. Yeah, it's yeah. family style. It's yeah. like we you, eat at work. You can reach for the things and eat it and mm-hmm. all of that. It's this just way, in the... Like the banquet um, like ordered the thing for your plate. Right. Yeah, in the Yule Ball, they Yule did Ball. that. You yeah, told your plate what you wanted and you got it. Mm-hmm. But most of the rest of the time, it's... Um, it's yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which totally makes me think of Hook, the movie Hook, where all the Lost Boys sit down and, and they have... It's, isn't it like invisible food until... Yeah, the food imagination. They have to imagine what they're eating. Yeah, and oh. um, then all of a sudden it comes and it's like they have this huge food fight and all of that. But, yeah. Yeah. Everybody say grace. Bless it, the Lord. Because all the all the kids can see it, but Peter can't yet until he sort of gets in the spirit of things, and then right. he starts seeing everything, and it's all this great colorful stuff. And, yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild. I, I, my friend actually worked on that show, so I, really? I have a soft spot for Hook. 
Yeah, and it's, really cool. it's really exciting because his name is actually in the credits. He didn't always get his name in the credits. and So whenever we see it, we wait for his name and we cheer. Is this the Star Trek yes. friend who is working yes. with that? Yep. Sweet. Yeah, he, uh, his daughter actually got a kitten from set and named it Tinkerbell. I don't know why there were kittens on the set, but there were. <laughs> and she got oh. it. And there were some great stories like um, Robin Williams, who apparently was absolutely hysterical the entire time. The one scene <laughs> where he comes through the mast, you know, where he's Peter Pan and he, he breaks through the mast and he's standing up there and he's, you know, he's got his legs spread wide and his arms spread wide and he's just standing there. Right before the take, he slid a banana in his tights and he didn't say a word. He just popped through the hole and went, ta-da, and just waited for the laughter, you know. So I guess yep. I guess he was just, you know, constantly. You just had to be on your guard around him constantly because he was just always going off and doing weird things. And, and I can imagine that. he would be fun to work with. Mm-hmm. I would just want him. I just want him to read me books. I think he'd be fun to mix with. Yeah, yeah. He's the one where you know that question where they say if you had to go for a really, really long trip and you could only have one person with you, he's the person you want because you'd just <laughs> mm-hmm. be rolling on the floor the whole time. Although you'd be in a car accident because you'd be laughing so hard you'd be crying and then you couldn't see where you're going and you'd crash for sure. Mm-hmm. That know. would be problematic. But anyhow. We are off course. Shameful, shameful us. Us off course? Never. <laughs> Never. Never happens. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she asked him if he used the heating charm to go into the water. And he says that Victor Crumb taught it to him. It's the one they use at Germstrike. And she's like, Victor Crumb? And she's like, yeah, you know, the Quidditch star from Bulgaria? Oh, the grumpy looking one. I remember him. <laughs> We know that Luna was not one of the girls mooning over Victor Crumb. No. <laughs> she probably, Luna would be oblivious to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's not one of the ones that, you know, it's, it's like uh, I I can I'm thinking of the Justin Finch Fletchley song of Crumb. We love you, Victor Crumb. Nope, not Luna. No, she didn't really care. Mm-mm. I don't know if she even paid much attention to the tournament, probably. Probably not. She says, I can tell you the drying charm, but it won't work when you do it on yourself. And he's like, why on earth doesn't it work on yourself? That doesn't make sense. And she says, I don't know, but I can never get it to work on my hair. I missed that. And he says, well, I don't have long hair, so it would probably work on me. And she kind of looks at him. And he, I think, like, through the whole conversation up until this point, she's just kind of been her own, her basically her airy-fairy self. And then all of a sudden she focuses on him. And she's like, oh, yeah, your hair should be longer. <laughs> and, you know, it's probably the first time she's even looked at him. And I think that's funny. <laughs> so Now that I've read the whole thing, I'm like, oh, she never. She doesn't look at him very often. Mm-mm. Hmm. Yeah. She's just kind of. Eh. And she eats a little bit and then gives him the rest of the dinner because he'd been swimming, and they have. He's on swimming, swimming, swimming. Doing the frog, the, the, the frog paddle. Frog stroke. The frog stroke. Mm. And he wants to know what's for afters, and it's stewed prunes. <laughs> oh, sounds so gross. <sighs> 
This oh, food has insane. gone downhill since Albus left. Died. <laughs> Poor Albus. Oh, I forgot about those bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that made me laugh. It's fun. He says, don't look at me like that. I didn't know it was going to happen. And don't think it's been a picnic in Slytherin House either. And she said, did you know it was going to happen, the attack? And he's like, no, I had rubbish marks in divination. And she kind of <laughs> snort laughs, I think. Snort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then her roommates show up. Oh, those bitches. Yep. Yeah, we are explicit, right? Yes, you can call them bitches. Yes. Go ahead. Thank <laughs> okay. And they give her a bad time about her new boyfriend. Gee, Luna. Talk about scraping bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And he says, actually, I was on the bottom of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're lower than that. You're from under the lake. You Slytherin. Oh, they are a bunch of like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Which follows the follow-up, but you know, and your point is, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, they're like, well, I can see why Luna would be happy to have anyone notice her, but why would? What does he see in her? And uh, one of them snorts and says, maybe he knows she forgets to wear her underwear now and then. And Luna's like, well, somebody stole all my underwear. I didn't have any to wear. Poor Luna. It was only one time. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah, that's the first time we've really seen her get particularly upset about her things getting stolen is that one, I guess. Oh, yeah. mm. I'm sorry. There's signs. I mean, you need somebody needs a protection of me. That's a dropping. That's a dropping school there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a personal thing to be missing. <laughs> it is. Especially in front of uh, you know your entire table, mm-hmm. and this guy, you're not nearly sure if he's evil or whatever. Yeah, well, even, yeah, just to be talking about it. And so, you know, she's like, well, they always turn up like they always do because they're making fun of her for waiting all day and hope that her things would show up. And I, I think this happened a while back. I don't think this has happened just today, but. It was the end of the fifth year. Mm-hmm. And he gets mad because they're really picking on her and being mean. And he tells them that. They're going to be sorry, and they kind of laugh and say, hey, not as sorry as you're going to be when the love potion wears off in two hours. He says, you know, just wait. And they're like, yeah, try it. We're smarter than you are. And he says, maybe, but I'm meaner. And I can see that about him. He is definitely meaner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a Slytherin, too. I mean, not saying all Slytherins are mean, but the thing is, they're crafty. They're clever, too. Yeah. They're not mm. stupid. They look out for themselves. Which, there's nothing wrong with that, but... And at this point, you kind of have to be a little mean to survive in Slytherin House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a good time. Nope. And she's kind of left him, and he's mad because they're supposed to be spending free time together, and so he goes looking for her. He thinks he, she's hiding in the ladies' room, but she's waiting for him in front of the entrance hall in front of an empty painting where the prince used to be, but he's left, and so now the painting's barren and a wasteland. Trisha, you're breathing into your mic. How's <laughs> that? It, it slipped. I can tell. That. <laughs> she wants to know if he thinks he can get the golden ball, and she and he tells her he's gotten it already. And she just smiles radiantly at him. You know, and I, You can just see her. She just lights up. And he says, in three days, it'll be yours again. And her eyes kind of cloud up, but she nods meekly. And and that starts to anger him. He wants her to stand up for herself, to him and to her roommates and to everybody else. But he uh, 
you know, he's thinking to himself, she should know, knee me in the groin or do a full body bind and just take it because he's a mean Slytherin and it's her ball and McGonagall would take her side. And she's not going to do that. She's made a bargain and she's going to stick by this. So he tells her to meet her by the breast. <laughs> Oh, someone else say that word. Thestrals. Thank you. You're welcome. Half past nine. You're getting quiet again there. Yep. So she says, I can't. it, Tan. So he does a, a, what's the word I want? Handy dandy charm. A handy dandy, a forgery charm. That's it. But my <laughs> eyes are getting bad. I read that as a, fo- a foggery charm. No, that's not right. That works too. That's <laughs> He's fogging the truth. He's fogging the truth. I, I'm going to make my words bigger than I can maybe see. Or not. Oh, there they go. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he, he says there really are Thestrals behind Hagrid's hut that need tending. And it's a good charm, and you're Flitwick's favorite, so he's not going to question you too much. And so she says, okay, I'll meet you there. And off she goes. And he's waiting for her outside, and he's got a rucksack full of raw meat, which just sounds disgusting. And I really hope it's wrapped in something, because otherwise, you know, there's just, like, blood dripping from the bottom of the rucksack. And... Yeah, I think he's lying or do, like, an impervious charm on the bag or something. Yeah, I suppose. I think he just do his scorch pie. Yeah, but... Yeah, I think you're walking along doing scorch pie every couple feet on the hallways all through the school. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why the health elves probably just have them. They might even, it's from the health elves, so most likely they probably have some kind of like special wrapping around it. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably, probably. And of course, here I'll she shows up with her blonde hair glowing in the dark, and he's thinking, she really ought to cover her hair so she's not so easily spotted. But... This guy has a huge crush on his lady. Mm-hmm. Just saying. <laughs> yep. And he has no idea yet. No. Oh, yeah. Guess, no. guess what? It gets more obvious later. <laughs> it does. But <laughs> oh, I, I know. I she's, got, <laughs> she's got a little bit of a, at least an awareness of him, because she knows that he swims every day. Mm-hmm. So she, I mean, it may not be a crush, but she's very aware of him. I think Luna's more aware of her surroundings than people would ever get more credit for. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And so there's a little skittering, and it's a moon calf. And she says, but it's not full moon. Don't they stay in their burrows? And he says, no, they forage for nuts and, and seeds, and they're fast. Even the owls can't catch them. And uh, really boring to get in your cave all month except for the full moon. Yeah, it just wouldn't be good. And so she says, well, you know a lot about a- animals. And he said, I learned from my granddad who liked to hunt. And so he had to learn about them so that he could hunt them. He even hunted Snorkax, which <laughs> that'll set Luna off. Mm-hmm. Well, the part that got me was, like, I was listening to this from my text reader, so it was, like, Forger was his hobby, animals were his occupation. He's like, oh, it goes on about how she would have loved to have work with magic creatures, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, well, yeah, he learned all about animals so he could kill them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, no! <laughs> Unfortunate choice of words there. Yeah. He, he killed a Grumblehorn Snorkax? <laughs> well, I don't know if he did. He guided a lot of stalking parties as well. He used to go to Romania a lot when he was younger, and she says, there aren't any left in Romania. Oh. Oh. They were oh. hunted to extinction. Oops, I just pulled the Trisha and pulled my headset off. Whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> so. Oh, he just kept digging his own grave there. Mm-hmm. 
And so she starts to, you know, she's going to leave because this is terrible, terrible for her. And he says, ah, you promised. And so she's compelled to stay. He takes her back to feed the Thestrals. And we have a, a female Thestral laying on, an, on her side, or just laying in the straw. And we find out that her foal died in birth and that she has a terrible infection. And uh, Luna wants to know what her name is. And he's like, female Thestral? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not. We don't name them. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a big old male who's can't digest his food very well, so they're feeding him several times a day. So she says, well, what does your grandfather say about you taking care of the magical creatures? And he says, I, I haven't told him. I'm not going to tell him. He talks about how he's never talked to his father. And she's like, you live with your mother? And he says, no, my mother's dead too. So they do have this in common. And he says, no, one does not talk to my father. One listens. So you know that he had this awful childhood. Where, Particularly you know, in the uh, bit where he then follows it up with, you know, listens to drunken rants about all this stuff, and mm-hmm. ugh. not that he says that out loud, mind you, but uh, yeah. we we get the inside scoop on his brain thoughts. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know, Luna wants to know her mother, his mother's name, and it was Laurel. And uh, she says that she doesn't ask any more questions, and they start back towards the castle. And Luna said, you do know your mother. And he's like, what do you mean? And she says, she died so you could live. And he says, how could you know that? She said, I didn't, I guessed. How? Her name. What do you mean her name? And Luna says, my mother's name was Felicity. And she was our happiness. Laurel is worn for victory. And he says, my mother died. That's not a victory. And she says, yeah, but you lived. That is her victory. And that, Very profound. Yeah, but Luna is profound. I mean, that's just Luna. It's so great. And she calls him Theodore, and nobody calls him Theodore, you know? His father always called him boy, and... I call someone boy, too. Do you? Yeah. His hands are cold, and so he sticks them in his pockets, and he finds her ball, and he holds on to it, and he thinks about a woman named Felicity who gave the ball to a girl named Luna. And now he's carrying their little bit of happiness between them or with him. And he's not sure what to do with all that knowledge. So he's going to go up and back to the castle. And then he realized mm-hmm. he didn't even ask one sticky question about Potter. Yeah. Cause that's part of his plan is to find out information about Potter so that he can have an in with the death eaters. If he decides that's what he's going to do. Yeah. That's what, that's his sort of rationale for the whole thing is he'll, get close to her and figure out what's going on with Potter and his crew. And then that'll help him decide which side he wants to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he really hasn't been doing much of that. No, he no. hasn't. Not really. He's just been kind of trying and failing to flirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. He's been drawing out more and more stuff out of it. Yeah. Mm. And he wakes up thinking about her kind of, and, you know, thinking about the kiss a little bit. He decides that, He's got to be a little careful with that because probably Luna doesn't have a whole lot of experience in the kissing department. And so he's thinking and he heads into breakfast and he's got Luna stirring her their bowl of porridge. And she's added milk and he doesn't like thin porridge. So he's kind of upset that she's ruined his breakfast. And Yeah, so but he also has a plan. He does? Yeah, he has a plan. What's his plan? It's a plan that he did last night to her roommates, and he's hoping to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. He's he's got a little something going on there. She's so she's totally preoccupied because um, we find out that his plan worked. That the roommates woke up to find all of their things were gone, and she says, "I felt sorry for them." You know, one didn't have her glasses, so she stubbed her toe on her way to my bed to ask if I knew where their things were. And they all think that I did it or that I put you up to it. They don't have robes, underwear, shoes, books, quills, completed homework. <laughs> they didn't even have Not a even dressing Yep. So he's eaten the thin porridge and got a new batch so that she can have the good stuff. And she's not hungry because she's worried about the roommates. He says, well, you know, they deserved it. And she turns and says, you did this. You're behind this. And he said, well, who do you think did it? Who was, man? And she says, I defended you. I stood up for you. I said you would never. And she's got disappointment in her eyes. And he's thinking he's going to be, he's her knight in shining armor and that he's come to her rescue. And all he's done is made her feel worse. Yeah. Well, you know, she's like my parents. <laughs> they were insulting to me yesterday, and they embarrassed you, not to mention all the other pranks that they've probably pulled on you over the years. It was high time someone put them in your in their place. And she says, but Daddy always said if I would just be myself, they would come to like me over time. And he says, your dad was wrong. <laughs> Very matter of fact. Daddy's wrong. <laughs> and she's like... They were starting to like me. They haven't played a trick on me all year, which I doubt they were really starting to like her. I think they just figured out that whatever they did didn't phase her, and it wasn't worth doing. It's no fun. Pretty much. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I think. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I think. Well, I mean, later on, there's stuff that makes you think, yeah, no, they just didn't. They just were tired of having to do stuff and nothing, mm -hmm. or not reacting or anything. Yeah. And telling the truth, that's some aspects. When you stop reacting to people sometimes, it sometimes it drives them crazy even more. Mm -hmm. But the thing mm -hmm. is, you you know that your logical rooms will realize you're done. It, there's nothing else that you can do. Right. Yes, I mean. I like, I, like in, okay, I'll give you a prime example. My ex, when I realized I was done with my ex-husband, he would just try to try to pick fights with me. And I'd just be like, whatever. I, I stopped fighting. It drove him insane. And telling the truth, it gave me pleasure. Well, you know, and that's what they say. If it's a biblical thing, you know, if you're nice to your enemies, it's like keeping hot coals on their heads because they want you to fight back or whatever. And if you just are like, okay, and you're just nice to them, they don't know what to do with you. They'll either be just baffled and stop or be like, start feeling bad about it because they're like, wait, I'm being a jerk and you're not, oh, man. Mm -hmm. Either one of those is, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah, basically. And he's like, you've never, ever fought back ever? And she says, no, you don't fight evil with evil. You don't stop evil with something equally evil. And he's like, no, you stop it with something more evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she quotes Shakespeare. Our, our, uh prime differences here mm -hmm. yeah and of course he has no idea who horatio is my name is not horatio <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man yep she just called me theater the other day what's going on okay she really is you know Macy. <laughs> eat so he they've had their two bowls of porridge and he taps the plate and, and they get like bacon and eggs or something like that so or eggs and toast and he tries to get her to eat 
So apparently you can request more food. Mm-hmm. That was it. Was kind of hit and miss for whether or not because you know the one time he's like, "Well, I ate most of the soup and yeah. all of the sandwiches, so I guess you're out of luck." Yeah. And what the and then they couldn't get that? any more. I don't know, Sorry, that, that was a funky sound. Sorry, oh, reaching. What? Do you have a bird? Right one second. No, I have a squeaky window that I forgot it squeaked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it scared me too. That was <laughs> that was a fun sound. I was it was freezing and I closed the window and then stopped closing the window halfway through because it was squeaking. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because it was doing that. Close <laughs> the window. I, I'm in a sweatshirt with a jacket over top of it and a blanket across my lap and I'm still cold, so please. Oh yeah. Close I closed the rest now. Just the middle squeaks apparently. Yes, we have our snow again. Uh, it came back on Sunday, so uh, you're not supposed. There's to not very much word. yet. You can still. It's the kind that's sort of scattered all over everything, and you can still see everything through it. Mm-hmm. But it makes everything that gives everything that little white tinge. <laughs> well, that's fine. It hasn't quite snowed here yet. It was four degrees <laughs> above uh, zero today. Four degrees above zero. Mm. It's warm. Yeah, but still. <laughs> so, you know, it's not, well, it's still kind of bad, but I'm sure Scott's much more cold where he is. I'm not sure actually what the temperature is, but probably. I love Where are you at? Alberta or somewhere else? Alberta, yeah. Always comes down yeah. to the weather. About five, usually five hours northwest of Edmonton. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's probably pretty cold there. We probably just, not above zero. We just have rain, but it's a chilly rain. Mom had the wood stove going all all day, it looks like, and it was nice and toasty in the house, but it's cold over in my apartment, even with the heater on. It's just, mm. it's, my apartment's not insulated underneath, so it's always cold. And sitting and podcasting, my feet are just freezing most of the time. Oh, that sucks. And it doesn't help that my shoes are wet, so. Bye. You have different shoes? Yeah, but usually then my feet, at least in the shoes, my feet stay warmer. I don't know where my slippers are. They probably could have been up something, oh. but I'm all right I'm for now. I'm wear sandals right now. We're going to catch a cold. What did you do to your feet? Well, I got a, I got blisters underneath my toenails, so I had to get them drilled today. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. How does so. one get blisters underneath one's nails? I have no freaking clue. Maybe if you just just run a marathon, you might end up getting through things like that. So you're talented. Yes, and I got them underneath both of them. Good for you. Yeah. And did you go to the doctor and have them drilled, or did you have your your boyfriend? I had I had the doctor. Oh, you're no to, fun. I went to. Well, the thing is, everybody's like, "Did he numb it?" I'm like, "No. It looked like a little like spade." Uh-huh. And I took the corner of it, and you started twisting and twisting and twisting, and then water squirted it out. And then you went to the other side and did it again, of the toe. Mm-hmm. And he went to one side, he's like, is this okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Then he got to the second hole in the, t- in the toe, and I'm like, this is starting to hurt. <laughs> and, yeah. But I, I, I'm like, I've given childbirth. This is not, this is, this is no pain. Mm-hmm. So he was done. I was fine. Went and bought ups, ups and salt. Mm-hmm. And went back to work, got out of my car. I'm like, ow, my toes hurt now. <laughs> did you did you read what I wrote about how we used to do it? Oh, yeah, ow. <laughs> I'll behave and I won't share for the kids because I don't want to gross people out. But Wait, what? I went away for a second and came back and told me about toenails. Trisha had blisters under, under her toenails, so they had to, to drill holes in her nails and to release the pressure. Oh, oh, I had ingrown toenails one time. 
I had to literally dig into the sides. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Calvin has uh, one time. I mean, for like three years straight. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad time. Well, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my toenail. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. I look good. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna lose them. He goes, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> they come back. Oh yeah. No yeah. big oh, deal. They, they do. do. Yeah, that happens. They to do. Ones. I've lost lots of toenails, but I never lost the big toe toenails. So. Yeah, usually it's my pinky toe that I lose. I had one of my toenails pulled off one time. Oh, big they, toe. They wanted to pull my my fingernail off after I put the carpet staple through it. Uh-huh. And I didn't want them to do it, and they kept, you know, they were like, well, we really... And apparently I have a really, really high tolerance for Novocaine because they gave me the <laughs> maximum amount that they could give me, and they couldn't get it numb. So they couldn't take the oh, nail off because they couldn't n- numb it enough. Oh, wow. Which was cool because I didn't want them to take it off. <laughs> and, but they were really, really worried that I'd get infected. So mm-hmm. I just... But I just soaked my finger in tea tree oil, and nobody would come near me because I smelled funny. But other than that, I it, <laughs> it worked just fine, and I didn't get an infection or anything. So it was cool. That's good. Yeah. And I learned to stop playing with carpet nails. So. Yeah. Mm, yes, probably a good idea. You can listen to a previous podcast. I have no idea which one if you want to hear the story about <laughs> mom pulling the carpet nail out of my finger and it not working. So, yeah. Oh, was that from this past season? I can't remember when I talked about that it. That was a while ago. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. It, it's weird to me that, like, the the new ones are just coming out because I was like, I did the one podcast, the first one, and then one in the middle, and now I'm doing the last one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And the first one just came out. The second yes, one just came it out. it did. I completely forgot what happened in it. So it was like listening to it all over again, except that I was talking in it, and I didn't remember what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, that usually happens. That's, yeah, that happens weird. <laughs> Trisha never knows. So I send Trisha messages. Can I leave in this part? Just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I said that? <laughs> when did I say that? <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of times where you're like, wait, wait, what did I say on air that's now recorded? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a kick out of Calvin last night at dinner. How much do your podcast people know about me? Oh, quite a bit. <laughs> what do you yeah. tell them about me? Do you tell them that I do these things? No, not usually. I just tell them fun stories about you. Like you dress <laughs> up like Miley Cyrus for Halloween and then not let me share the pictures. I spotted them somewhere. So. Yeah, I, I stuck one on the forum. Shh, don't tell him. <laughs> Hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't think he does. I was going to tell a story be, about my sister, and I was like, hmm. this comes out anyhow, so. Mm-hmm. That's true. Did your sister listen to the podcast? Uh, well, I made her listen to a little bit of it one time, and then uh, she's mostly of the opinion that I'm just weird, and this is just another weird thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Welcome so, to my life. So, she doesn't I had fun last night. One of my friends through my brother is rereading Harry Potter. And she's oh. she's talking about how she's in her marathon reread of Harry Potter and stuff like that. And so I, of course, you know me, I posted and said, hey, if you need some good fan fiction, just let me know. I, I can set you up. <laughs> and somebody said something and she said, Sarah, allow me to introduce you to Sue Sills. HP expert and purveyor of fanfic. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting a, what fanfic? Oh, you're in for a treat kind of thing. (laughs) 
well, she's looking for yeah. Neville fanfic. So I was like, oh, I can set you up with that. Here, go to this place and find these stories. You'll be fine. And then That's I, I said to my friend Meredith, I said, um, do you know about Pottermore? And the person that she was telling about me said, oh, I'm a Ravenclaw in Pottermore. And I was like, ah, see, you know some stuff. Me too. Scott, too, right, Scott? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have oh, oh, I thought them. I was surrounded by Hufflepuffs. Well, you are surrounded by Hufflepuffs on the forum, but Scott is a Ravenclaw in Pottermore. Yes, I'm I still a have not Pottermore Ravenclaw Pottermore. was the head of the forum's Hufflepuffs, which is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, well. I actually got an install of Hufflepuff Ravenclaw. See, she got the the girl I was talking to last night got a hat stall of Ravenclaw or Slytherin. <laughs> so, oh man, that'd be fun. Yeah, according to our forum test, that's probably what I was. It was Hufflepuff Ravenclaw hat stall because I think it was um, eighty nine points versus eighty seven or something like that. But oh. for Pottermore, I came through more clearly Ravenclaw. I guess I picked the nerdy things or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really understand the test, how it was supposed to like do different stuff for different things, but it was, but it was like, it was nice that it wasn't just like, what's your favorite color? Mm-hmm. Although my favorite color is blue, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoyed that it was like. a sack like, of money on the ground. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> Walk by, yeah. take it, find its owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if asked your biggest in, ambition in life, do you want, do you want to be seen as brave? Smart or evil? <laughs> well, let's yeah. see. I want the evil. <laughs> yeah. I like the evil ones. Yeah, that's it. I actually, um, not to continue the off topic, off topicness, but, um, I always kind of never real, never could figure out which house I'd be in. Cause so I was like, but I'm kind of a mix between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. And I was like, maybe the Raven, maybe Pottermore will finally tell me which one I'm more like. And then it was like half and half and I got to pick which one. And I was like, oh. Okay. Well, You're a mix between Ravenclaw and Applebaum. <laughs> well, at least you there. <laughs> yeah. I think I definitely would be more helpful. But the, sorry. The, the, I like books a lot, and I like learning things for learning's sake. Yeah. And I'm not very good at actually doing my homework all the time, so I would be terrible at Hufflepuff for that. <laughs> Aww. We're way off course. Where are we here? I have it open on my tablet. Jeez. I'm sure you have it open on your computer. She's giving him kind of a bad time for going after her roommate. And he says, I understand. I I don't understand why you're angry with me for getting back at your roommates. And she says, I'm not angry with you. I'm just regretful and sad for my roommates. And he can see the whites of her knuckles as she grips her hands together. And so he calls her a, a liar. And she says, I'm not angry. And stop trying to goad me. And she stands up and she walks away again. And he sighs and wonders if he shouldn't have just left that bloody golden ball at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> oh, so. I like this next part. Go ahead. <laughs> Basically, Ginny Weasley comes up mm-hmm. and he's still annoyed and angry and like, ah, stupid girl. And then, then this, you know, stupid Gryffindor comes up and is like, what did you do to Luna? And stabs the wand in his face. <laughs> um, and then it's kind of have this like standoff, like, what did you do? I didn't do anything. Yes, yes, I'm Luna's friend. What did you do to her? Kind of thing. And just like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all this stuff. And no, no, I didn't do anything to her. I did stuff to her stupid jerk face roommates. She's like, oh, yeah, they're stupid jerk face roommates. She calls mm-hmm. them the crows. So why she, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so they sort of have a bonding moment over how mm-hmm. dumb Luna's roommates are. Yeah. Basically. And he's, and he's had, like, ooh, that's a good idea. I never yeah. thought of using house elves. <laughs> he's had all of their stuff shipped to three imaginary addresses. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah, they're going home. You should ship, her, ship their stuff here. They moved or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the house elves all went, oh, okay, sure. Right, and they went and packed it all up and shipped it, because that's what house elves do. Well, he faked too. it. Yeah, he's He didn't really sign it to Theo. He signed it to whoever was, you know, authorized mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, because he's using the forgery charm again. Apparently, this forgery charm is really good. Apparently. So. Or at least good enough to fool house elves and maybe Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. So, but Jenny wants to know, okay, well, I understand that, but why did Luna run away? And why are you eating at the Raven Call table anyway? And he says, well, we have a deal. And she's not happy at me for interfering. And Jenny wants to know if they quarreled. And he says, is that possible with Luna? <laughs> and she says, um, no, it's not. Luna doesn't quarrel. Okay, what are you going to do next? And he says nothing. And she says, okay, so you're going to leave her alone. Good. And he says, I didn't say that. And Ginny turns on him and says, if you hurt her feelings, I swear I'll. And uh, he's like, what? Take away my birthday? (laughs) Oh, I kind of wanted to slap him. And he's like, oh, I don't have to do anything. She's just going to come back anyway. She wants Mm -hmm. the the thing back. But now he's got Ginny watching him. Not that he cares, but. Kind but of. she's she's like I'm on your case. You better be. You better watch it. Did you just see her? She's standing there and she like points to her eyes with her fingers and points to his eyes. Like I'm watching. You. <laughs> I can just so much of the spick. Spick. I can just like see it in my brain. Just like mm-hmm. just clear as day, and it just oh oh, it's so great. Yeah, she she did a great job, Saint Margaret's. Luna didn't skip lunch, so that's good. But she shows up and. He's eaten all of their sandwiches and most of the soup. And she's like, uh, she, she taps the plate and nothing happens. And she's like, what's going on in the kitchens? And he's like, nothing. I ate all the sandwiches before you got here. And she says, well, I had divination. It takes a long time for me to get here. And he's like, yeah, you snooze, you lose. She's like, I wasn't snoozing. Well, here, you can have this rest of the soup. And this is like reminiscent of Harry when he's locked in the cat flap room, you know, and Petunia's, mm-hmm. like, shoving cold soup underneath the door, because he's like, like I, bet, I bet this soup is stone cold. She says, I have to go. I have to go to the greenhouse. And he says, okay, I'll go with you. And she stops about halfway, and she says, you're angry with me. And he says, yeah, unlike you, I'm not too good to be angry. And she says, I don't think you should be angry with me. You are the one that set the conditions of this bargain, and you're the one who designed the plot against my roommates without thinking about how it would affect me. And that gets him going again. Have they done something more to you? No, I haven't seen them. And so she's like, but why are you angry with me? And I love his response. Why aren't you angry with me? Am I too lowly for you to bother with? And she's like, what are you talking about? But she doesn't get angry, you know? Yeah, she has this idea that, well, she she's learned that things work better if you just... Let it go, mm-hmm. and people won't bother you after a while. And so she doesn't mm-hmm. 
she doesn't let herself uh, get worked up over anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, she's also just kind of like just doesn't get as bothered by stuff as say Ginny Weasley. <laughs> she doesn't have that red-haired fiery temper. She does not. Does not have the fiery ginger temper. No, she's a she's a she's a Hufflepuff. I mean, not just a Hufflepuff. She's Luna. I mean, she's in the world of her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she calls him Theodore again, and he gets mad all over. Don't call me that. My mother gave me that name, and that's all she gave me. Unlike you, I didn't get golden balls or drying charms or tips on how to get along with mean roommates. And he he's just spouting at this point. You know, she says, I think it's she. Some One of them is like, at least I know better than to be around someone who doesn't care about me. That doesn't care that I tried to help in the best way I knew how. You That's shut, him. That's him, yeah. yeah. You shut me out this morning. You were so nice last night. And this morning you looked right past me and told me stupid things about the ratio. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to get in a Shakespeare book. <laughs> It's interesting because uh, yeah. I've read other fics where they say either Shakespeare was a wizard mm-hmm. or it was before the statute of secrecy, so that all that stuff was still in common. Mm-hmm. But Wasn't in this like case, in he has 60s, no idea who Shakespeare 40s or something? is. Shakespeare was uh, early 1600s. He was in like 1605. The statute, I think, was like 1782, but I could be make, that could be like the Dragon Law or something. I'd have to look it up to be sure. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on dates. I just, for some reason, I thought it was... But I may be thinking of Shakespeare. Mm. Not exactly an expert on Harry Potter, uh, Statue of Secrecy dates, or history <laughs> things like that. I've just read too many fans. I kind of pulled that number out of the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. For some reason, I thought it was around when you mentioned it. I was like, hey, there's a date in my head now. But yeah, um... Hmm. 1749, yeah, apparently. I was going to say, I can't remember what the doctor oh, said so when cool. he found Shakespeare. Sorry, was that the Shakespeare or the statue? The uh, the statute of secrecy was, there was something or other about it in 1749. I don't know if that was when it was established or when they had a, a story about it, though. I'm still in the process of letting the internet load things. Mm-hmm. Okay, first signed in 1689, officially established in 1692, and... Shakespeare was active in the early 1600s, so yeah, so it would possible it would have worked. But I mean, not every kid these days knows about Shakespeare, regardless of whether they know who he is. So mm-hmm. he it's still might true. not have any clue what this Horatio guy has to do with anything. Right. <laughs> I I don't see uh, Theodore Knox Senior as being an avid reader or a Shakespearean <laughs> reader at all. So I can see why Theo. Would probably not, have, not have. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can you tell? <laughs> Would not have any knowledge of Shakespeare either. So, how has no one made that pun before this point? I don't know. So you Luna do kind of does at one point here, mm-hmm. a little bit later in the story. Yeah, that's like the last chapter, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you were saying, or you weren't saying? I don't know. But he's trying to get her to show that she cares by arguing with him. And that's not really going to happen because she doesn't do that. And so she (laughs) says something like, that was a Jabernol's cry. And he's like, what are you talking about? They only cry when they make a sound when they're dying. And he's not dying. And 
then the wind picks up and the clouds are coming in and there's going to be this great big storm and they're out close to the greenhouses and it's like we need to get inside mm-hmm. so they it's gonna storm and she says he says i thought you had to go to the greenhouse and she says not until three o'clock and he's like all right come <laughs> to the kitchens with me i need meat for the thestrals and i'm gonna get you some lunch I like that little bit. It's it's very like Luna that Mm -hmm. she um, she tries to get away with him by telling part of the truth. Right. I have to go be in the greenhouses in two hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. So they're of course sopping wet by the time they get in, and he says it's time for the drying charm, and he she does it to him and then he says now you need to do it to yourself and she says i can't i don't know how to do it and mommy didn't teach me and he says you're you're a ravenclaw you should know how to do this and luna tells a little bit about how her mother died that she was experimenting with magic and she was careless and then she thinks about it and she says that's one thing that makes me angry because her mother being careless ended up being taken away from her they step into the kitchens and Dobby comes. Mr. Theodore, not, sir. Dobby has meat for the mother of the dead Thestral. His poor Thestral. And, um... Dobby has towels, too. Yeah, Dobby has towels. So they go get towels. They. Dobby goes to get towels, and Theodore talks her through doing the charm. And he says, you need to try. And he, she starts to do it. He says, no, you have to hold your wand at a 45 degree angle if you're doing a self-inflicted charm and so she tries it and it works and then she's just tickled well, guess what i got sorted in i got i'm not a hufflepuff anymore oh you've been taking potter oh? quizzes shame on you you're supposed to be podcasting what are you i was curious <laughs> Can you take a guess what I am? Wait, you're Slytherin. Hey, what are you taking Slytherin from? He went to Pottermore and got sorted. Oh, you hadn't been sorted on Pottermore yet? No. No. Are you a Slytherin? No. Gryffindor? Yeah. Oh, you don't have to sound so sad about it. I'm not. It's a wait. I'm not surprised. I'm not entirely surprised. But... <laughs> My friend the Sly- Slytherpuff is now a Gryffindor. I'm just crushed. I am kind of crushed in a way. <laughs> Hey, what were you? You're a Slytherin Hufflepuff? Huff, Hufflepuff? Yeah. She's a Slytherpuff. Slytherpuff. Yeah. She's been, a, she's been a Slytherpuff since the day I met her. No, but for good is one of those. <laughs> Let's see. Not, so you're a Slytherpuffendor. Yeah. Okay. I gotta say, I would have guessed Gryffindor if I didn't know you were in Hufflepuff from listening to the podcast and things. I do do some adventures. You are an adventurous soul. That's just what killed me on the thing, I think. Mm-hmm. What do you want to be known by? I'm like, all my freaking adventures, of course. And I'm thinking, <laughs> that's what killed me. Yeah, well, it's like Dumbledore says, sometimes we sort too early. You've yeah. evolved. Uh, I'm so. still a couple pup. I hug people. You do. <laughs> we won't kick you out. I'm just going, oh, Dumbledore. <laughs> Aww. So Luna is absolutely ecstatic. She was able to do it. I did it! My hair looks just like when Mommy would do the charm, all smooth and nice. Smell! Mommy built that into the charm, too. And he's like... <coughs> and, of course, she smells like cinnamon. And vanilla? Vanilla. Or vanilla. I was just saying, oh, where did the cinnamon come up? In the outdoors. And something else is 
type place. It's because I can't read and I'm doing this from memory. And I love Dobby comes back. Dobby has towels for Mr. Theodore Knott's wet loon. It's now dry. Wait a minute. (laughs) The wet loon. But and Theodore is feeling increasingly awkward mm-hmm. because uh, during the course of this spell, he was also kind of noticing that, you know, Luna had her arm behind her back and that caused certain things to become more prominent. And uh, he's just kind of, <laughs> but, but why, do, why do you keep calling me, calling her mine? I mean, she's, her name is Luna, Dobby. Luna Lovegood. Oh, okay. Dobby loses names. Well, then Dobby gets gets his clothing, and he, he says he's sorry, and he goes off and gets bring sandwiches and Rami. Hopefully, they're not on the same plate. So. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, the towels and the... <laughs> yeah. 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 And he brings the Rami. Presumably, you would get those from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Presumably, uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't dunk them in the soup bowl or the sandwich plate or whatever. And Luna's now just so happy that her hair is all nice, straight, and smooth. Mm-hmm. Sorry, when I see Luna anymore, mm-hmm. I think the the of the movie Luna, and it's too. She she has curly hair, curly wild wispy hair all over the place. That's just Luna. I mm-hmm. I I don't think I've watched movies enough because I still see Luna as like my own like book vision of the straight hair and stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird mix between a little bit of. Ivana um, Lynch and mostly how I've always kind of thought of Luna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I my, my in the movie like she did have curly hair. I didn't notice that, so I thought they kept it quite straight, like it was in the book. So. Uh, I always thought it was curly. Well, maybe I'll have to watch it's, again. It's not pin straight, at least. No, right. no. I think it's fuzzy. <laughs> Mister Theodore Knott's wet loon is dry. She's excited because she actually made it work. Winky shows up with. A heavy dripping sea. It's a dripping sack of raw meat. I'm telling you, it's just bleh. oh, oh man. For your dead Thestral's mother, sir. This poor Thestral. <laughs> I feel bad for this Thestral, who's now known as the dead Thestral's mother. That's hard to say. Um, instead of female, instead of female Thestral, she's now you know the dead Thestral's mother. That's her name. Upgraded to mother of dead Thestral. <laughs> What a name. That's terrible. And some sandwiches for Luna. It, it made me laugh when they were like, how the hell is this not good with names? No. And Luna's like, I have to go to herbology now. I don't want to go out in the storm, but at least I know I can dry myself off. And he says, you might want to go behind a potted plant or in the potting shed. And she's like, why? And he's like, well, you don't want people to bother you doing the charm, right? Because he doesn't want to tell her that her breasts stick out. When she does the charm. <laughs> yeah. So. He doesn't want the other boys looking at her uh, chest there. No, he doesn't. Her naughty bits. Don't be looking at the naughty bits. <laughs> naughty bits, naughty bits, naughty bits. And we move on to part three. And we have Luna at dinner. And she has her, she looks altogether different. Her pale hair show is shines in silver. She has buttons undone on her white blouse, and she's wearing another ne- necklace of her own making, this one fashioned out of round bulbs. And he says, did you make that in Herbology? And she says, yes, I was going to make flowers, but they always wilt, and the bulbs remind me of my golden ball. And he says, you can have it back. And she says, no, it's not time yet. She's going to abide by this deal that they've made. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's not hungry again, but this time she's happy. And he says, well, you can eat and be happy at the same time, you know. Yeah. Eh, Luna has her own ways of doing things. Mm. <laughs> I love this little bit. 
So she, mom didn't like when Guardian Leviosa it takes too long to say. So she's practicing something new. And so she's inventing, she's trying to invent this new hovering charm. And she broke every piece of crockery. He says, well, didn't your father mind? And she's like, daddy? No, he was proud that she was intelligent and inventive. Well, he was a little upset when she killed his garden that time. Did they yeah. argue? No. Mommy just smiled and said, oh, Lou. <laughs> I love the games in the background. It's great fun. And uh, huh? I, I said, I love the games in your background. The the, the, we can hear the game he's playing every once in a while. Oh, what did you What did you say just now? I don't know. You hear, like, random Yeah, it's just random noise. noises. <laughs> So basically, yeah. Luna's mother charms her father and sends Luna out into this dead garden so they can uh, make a little whoopee. <laughs> I think that's kind of sad. <laughs> they sent poor Luna out into this burned garden, but that's okay. He wasn't angry after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I imagine not. And he says, I don't get angry. I just get even. That's what Theodore says. Mm -hmm. Which is certainly the um, quintessential Slytherin thing to say. Mm -hmm. I just I like how she said, he was still smart. <laughs> yeah. But she's calmed down and when what was that? Because she burned the the Burn garden. The yeah. Oh, the salamander. Yeah. Yeah, because they come out of the flames. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, and he says, well, my grandfather used to send me out to hunt for Tebow. And she's like, but they're invisible. And he said, yeah, I know. I didn't know that at the time. Grandma thought it was and a great, live in Africa. great joke. <laughs> yeah, and they don't even live on the same continent. No. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> so she, he says, well, she says, how do you hunt something invisible? And he said, well, I figured out if I threw mud at it, it would stick. And then I'd be able to see it. And she said, did you ever hit a Raxburg? And he's like, what's a Raxburg? You know, those invisible moths that fly in your ear and make your brain go fuzzy. And he's like, I think I've had a lot of rock spurts lately. That's my problem. Yeah. So he says that they should go out and see the Thestrals again that night. And she says, I have a s astronomy class. And he says, well, it's raining. And she says, well, we still have to meet because they want to make sure that nobody's using the astronomy tower for you know the thing that everybody uses the astronomy tower for when nobody's up there for class <laughs> so he says we'll think of something although if it's raining i mean yeah there's not a whole lot you can do you wouldn't really want to be outside in the rain if it's that bad no if it's raining and storming you're not gonna be able to see the sky anyhow exactly makes sense he's hiding in this corridor that's at the kind of at the bottom of the astronomy tower stairs and there's a tapestry there and behind the tapestry is a hidden room and i love that on the tapestry there's border collies that are hurting or that are trying to track and uh border collie he's it just infuriates him because border collies are hurting dogs they're not tracking dogs and whoever stitched this was wrong i hadn't even noticed that mm -hmm. And so Luna comes down, and he says, Luna! And she's like, Theodore? And he, she says, touch the maroon thing in the, the tapestry. And she says, you mean the Maron? And he's like, yeah, whatever. Uh -huh. And then she goes behind, and she's like, I can't see. And he takes her by the hand and leaves her into this narrow, comma-shaped room. I remember listening to that this morning or last night when I was rereading this, and I was like, comma-shaped room. That's an interesting thing. 
And later we figure out what it is, but at first it's like, huh? Oh, I just realized that I didn't catch that. I thought it was a round-shaped room, and I was like, okay, the room's round? Okay, that's really strange. Mm-hmm, sure, okay. No, okay. it's in the shape of a... Yeah, comma-shaped is very different from round. It is. Huh, interesting. That makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. So they're in this room, and she wants... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she wants to know what it is, and he's... He says maybe, yeah, he doesn't know. Maybe a chapel. There's a a kneeler and an air of calm and quiet about the place, but there's no religious symbols or anything like that. He says if you sit on the bench, you can see all the windows at once. So they sit down together. And she says, well, this room's off the astronomy tower. And he stands next to the bench. He's not sure he should sit next to her. And she says this is either to contemplate the sun or the moon. And she wants mm-hmm. to know if there's another room on the other side of the corridor, but he doesn't know. So they figure it's probably the moon one because it's crescent-shaped. Yeah. And he wants to know what a maron is. or a mo- Anybody have a guess on how to say this word? Um, maron, probably. Maron. Um, the French it looks one? like it's supposed to be French. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I believe she mentioned French one. So it would be like maron, maybe? Mm-hmm. I, Something like that. Mm-hmm. It's French. It means a wild person. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he says, uh, your roommates were in the astrology class, and she says, yeah, they're afraid of me now. Henrietta's convinced you're my boyfriend, and I'm playing a deep game with Death Eaters and Dumbledore's army and the ministry and the media, and he snorts. <laughs> <laughs> she says she's part of the avian arcanists, ar- anarchists. Wow. And he says, well, can't, why can't you be? And, and uh, she says, you have to be beautiful. And he says, who says you're not beautiful? And she just... Doesn't really know how to respond to that. Nope. And then he kisses her. And she freezes. And she doesn't know how to respond to that. Nope. Nope. Not at all. And so she does what Luna does. She asks, why did you do that? And he doesn't know what to say or do. So he's like, because I wanted to. And she stands up and says, you should grow your hair long and turns around and leaves. And he's like, well, what, huh? Yeah. (laughs) What does this have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And he kind of basically sleepwalks to his dorm. He's, his brain is just going in circles and he's not paying attention to anything and how he got to his dorm room without getting caught by Peeves or Mrs. Norris or Filch is amazing, but he made it. And he's just, he's gobsmacked. She didn't respond to his kiss at all. And he just doesn't know what to think about it. Yeah, you know. when you say someone that, that looks like you, you need your hair to go long. Mm-hmm. And then walks out. Uh, and, you know, is it just that she's shallow? Does she base her affection on mere looks? What, you know, could it be? I just, I just like it. And he goes, if she wants longer hair, then longer hair she would get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there has to be a way. Like I don't care about my hair, whatever. If she wants, if she, if she wants the longer hair to like me and she, to kiss me for actual, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So let's go look at some stuff for that. She's waiting for him in their usual spot for breakfast this next morning with her nose in a book. She's reading about magical hunting practices, and he says, "Are you going Tebow hunting?" And she says, "I didn't never knew how much advanced magic was involved in hunting." And they talk about this for a little while, and freezing charms and different things. I gotta say, it's always interesting to see what um, different authors come up with for uh, stuff that's not really explored in the actual books. Mm-hmm. And that there's not like an accepted fandom kind of thing to explain it. 
Yeah, and these riems, whatever they are, they like colors, so you can lure them with bright blankets, or you can use their favorite smell like oven cleaner, which is kind of <laughs> funny because you wouldn't think that magic people would use oven cleaner, but whatever. But they have it turns out it's only the brand of oven cleaner that has dragon's blood in it. Right. Yeah. So like it's really like, the blood they like. Yeah. Can you just imagine cleaning your oven out with blood? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Lovely. It's really corrosive stuff, apparently. Maybe it's like maybe it's like how they have like corn and everything for like you yeah. know like maybe it's a preservative or just like it makes it just work a little bit better if you had a drop or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like double combination of you 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 have to lure them in with the uh, oven cleaner, but only only the oven cleaner that has dragon's blood. So you realize why the oven cleaner works, but then you're like, but wait, why does the oven cleaner have dragon's blood? What? No. <laughs> no. It just makes you kind of stop and think and circle around. <laughs> Because you're like, wait, oh, oh, but yeah, but wait, the first thing then makes, oh, okay. (laughs) She has a a new necklace on today that's got uh, flies on it, uh, fishing flies. Yeah. And he wants to know where they came from. And she says, daddy tied them. I thought they were pretty. And he wants to know if dad minded that she took them. And she, yeah, I asked nicely. And he said he could tie some more. So it wasn't a big deal. And he wants to know what they're going to do today. And she says, it's the first Quidditch match, Slytherin and Gryffindor. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. So, But he surprises her and says, what do you want? What do you want to do? Because she, she was expecting that she had to follow him around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cute. It's like the library. I want to go to the library. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go to the library anyhow, because he wants to learn about the hair growing charm. So. He decides to go with her, and he says, if you're happy, I'm happy. And being Luna, she wants to know, okay, do you really mean that, or is it just because it's the saying? Mm-hmm. And it take, he has to think about it for a bit. Yeah. And then he decides, you know what? Yeah, actually, I really do mean it. So they go to the library, and she's studying all kinds of stuff, and he's going through his advanced charms textbook looking for a way to make his hair longer. And he finds a charm, and he reads the directions, and it, it needs a kiss. But okay. Yeah. Rachel, are you getting closer to your hubby, or is he just is the sound just getting louder on his end? Because it seems uh, to be louder. The doors every... open. Oh, it Sorry, just seems um... to be getting louder every time it comes on. So yeah. I wasn't sure. Well, I just mentioned at one point that I was still podcasting, so he got kind of quieter, and I think he's slowly getting louder again. <laughs> he's forgotten. Okay. Well, he just—he doesn't have—he has headphones where he can't hear like anything, mm-hmm. so he doesn't realize how loud he's talking because he can't hear himself. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll head further away. Okay, I'm sorry to make you leave, but oh no, no, it, I just—I uh, can't tell how loud you mm-hmm. how loud it hear stuff. So, so yeah, he uh, sorry about that. Um, no, that's fine. He's figured out the charm, and he works it, and she's so engrossed in her studying that she doesn't even pay attention to what he's doing. And he says, I'm going to give you your ball back now. And she's like, what? I'm sorry, I was doing my History of Magic essay. And he hands back the ball, and he gets another kiss. Because when you, that was the deal. When he gave back the ball, he would get a kiss. It was probably the fastest kiss in history. But it warmed him all over, and he's trying to figure out what to do now, and he doesn't know if he's dismissed, if it's the end of his friendship. And Madame Pince comes, or calls him and says, I have a delivery for you. And so he has to leave. He's been 
summoned to Professor Slughorn's office. He's in trouble. He is. And he goes and gets his things and says, I have to go. And she says, I wish your hair was longer. And he says, me too. <laughs> and we move on to our last chapter. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I didn't quite get yeah. until they did that, that yeah. um, the charm hadn't worked the way he thought it was. Yeah, it it's... apparently takes a little time or something. Yeah. Oh, he goes and sees Slughorn. Yeah. And uh, Slughorn well, gives, <laughs> gives him... Slughorn gives him... took quite a while for the hair to grow. Mm -hmm. Slughorn gives him what, Trisha? Gives him the one over. Mm. He's like, I think I know what you did to that Ravenclaw's luggage. <laughs> He's like, what? What? What did I do? I didn't do. I didn't do anything. I don't know what anything about that. Yeah. Well, it, it, oh yeah, I heard about that from Luna. <laughs> he answers truthfully. <laughs> Luna told me about it. Slughorn's like, I don't know which would be harder: trying to get the whole story out of you, or just trying to teach you some manners. You, sir, or professor, when you address me. And then Slughorn says, "I have a word of <laughs> advice for you." He says that advises he advises him. Yeah. I like to think I've helped all of my students along the way, even the ones who are not my favorites, even the ones who did not show great promise. I am, after all, a teacher interested in the future of the wizarding world. Yeah. Thanks, Sluggy. Yeah, uh, and uh, Theodore sort of works out. And he doesn't like him much because he nope. thinks he's a Death Eater. Yep. So. You're obviously a follower. You follow the Death Eaters. But even followers have to make choices now and again. And basically, he says, we're not kicking you out of school, but we really don't want you here. So I've decided to get you a job out on this island, taking care of these actual wizards yeah, that have been changed into animals who basically can look after themselves. But we're going to send you out into the middle of nowhere to babysit them. And, he, and Theodore's like, well, what about my classes? And he says, oh, you can take a correspondence course. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, he mm -hmm. just basically dismisses him and sends him out. And, Gee, thanks, Slughorn. You know, yeah. I, I, basically like, says, like, I felt so indignant for him. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Jackass. It, I know that... He pretty you know, much... Sorry. Go ahead. Well, he pretty much says, um, you're about as dumb as a rock, and the only thing you can do is take care of these things that don't actually need to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't want you in the school, so uh, go do that. Yeah. Cause you can't do anything else worthwhile. And I know that we're, we have uh, a hint into Theodore's mind, so we know that he's basically kind of a good person and he's leading away from, leaning away from the Death Eaters. And Slughorn does not have that insight, but you can kind of tell. I mean, Luna knows. Luna's paying attention. So if Slughorn was paying attention to his students like he should be, he would know that Theodore is kind of leaning towards the other side. And instead of dismissing him and getting rid of him and saying, well, you know, you just need to go. If he encouraged him and said, and, and just gave him a little bit, he could turn him to the good side. But he doesn't even try. He just totally writes him off. And that's sad. He doesn't mm -hmm. think he's cool enough for the slug club. Oh, yeah. Well, we knew that for sure. Slug <laughs> club. Nope. Yeah, Luna's a follower, too. Mm -hmm. You should probably stay away from her. I mm -hmm. want to give the right impression. <laughs> yeah. And Theodore snaps back at him and says, No, I mean, I disagree, sir. Luna knows her own mind, and there's nothing wrong with her. And uh, Slughorn's like, No, you need to stay away from her. And so he leaves, and he doesn't go to lunch, and he doesn't seek Luna out. But he feeds the Thestrals, and he's, uh, yeah. He goes to sleep. He sleeps for a very long. Hang on. Natasha. 
contact me. Let's see if he wants to come in for the last little bit. To clarify, this is not the author of the story. This is another guy who is a fan of the author of the story. This is Antasha of the the author of other stories that we've covered, but not this one. Yeah, this is okay. He is when we were talking earlier too. I got it mixed up, and I thought you said Antasha was the same person as Saint Margaret. I thought it was a different. Oh no, he goes like, different by name, but different person entirely. Yes. Okay. Oh, got it. Oh, I see what's happening. I was confused. <laughs> hey, I do my best thing to, you know, my best confusing people. Oops, and I hit hit it, and he hasn't answered yet, so I don't know if he was ready for me or not. <laughs> Oops. Hey, I'm getting eyes <laughs> here. Hey. There he is. Hey. Yay. I finally got myself plugged in. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can hear you yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's great this time. Yay. Well, Yay. this is actually the computer That's I use. Ah, okay. That's right. You do a lot of recording, so I figured we wouldn't have too much trouble. Well, yeah, that that that's an interesting assumption. <laughs> you can always <laughs> assume that, but yeah. But then again, this is yeah, Potterfic Weekly, and you know we can't ever do anything without having some sort of trouble. Nah. So, what do you want us to call you? Antasha. Okay. Because that's what most people know me as. So. Well, welcome, Antasha. I'm glad you could make it. Yay, me too. I love the story. I do too. We are good. Theodore has just left Slughorn's office. He didn't go to lunch, and he went up to his dorm or down to his dorm room and fell asleep. And that's where we're at right now. Okay. So. Yeah, sleeping like Trisha there. <laughs> and and let's see, this is Trisha or MS Lupin, Ms. Lupin. I'll get in trouble. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> Scott. I, I, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> and Rachel. <laughs> And I'm, yeah, I'm too. Oh. <laughs> yes. You did know that about me, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I think he was familiar with you before yeah. letting you call him. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So this is where we're at. He has fallen asleep, kind of thinking about the long-anticipated kiss from Luna, which wasn't nearly what he was hoping for. So anticlimactic. It was very anticlimactic, and, <laughs> and then he found out he's being shipped off to the middle of nowhere to do some dead-end job, so he's he's just going to fall into a little bit of a depression and sleep the day away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At night, I think, or the day. Well, eight hours later, he woke up, so he slept through lunch and ah, dinner. All right, cool. And maybe he was actually tired on top of being depressed. Oh, it could be whatever spill he did. It probably made him need, need to go to sleep. It might have a little, like, sleeping draft or something like that in it. Well, it was all charms. But, oh, well. Or, you know, it could have just really tired him out from the amount of magic that he had to do to cast the charm. That I, too. I like this idea. It, it's a good thought, Trisha. Thanks. But he woke up, and he had hair. Lots of hair. Sweeping <laughs> over his forehead. He's curled on top of Okay, now I have visions of Scott Hamilton skating to hair. This is very bad. It's very bad. <laughs> what? Glorious. <laughs> Scott Hamilton. Do you know who Scott Hamilton is? He's an ice skater. Is, yeah, that's the a, that's the right name. Oh, okay, yeah. an ice skater dude. I don't know who that is, but uh, that's good enough. Okay, yeah, and he one of his his performances was done to the music of Hair, and he it's had on this bad. huge long wig. And did all this because he's normally quite bald. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's quite bald. He doesn't really have the long flowing locks to work with for the uh, performance there. No, no. He he had to wig it up yeah. with a. Uh, really wig it up. He did. 
he did with a, a nice little headband, as I recall. <laughs> So yes, Theodore now has hair, and he's pretty happy about it. Now he's not entirely sure what to do with this. Yeah, and I just like it. I just like it. He he got you know some raw meat out to the festivals in fully frosty night with a brilliant bright moon. This guy goes, watch out, you crazy cows! <laughs> I can just see him kind of like shaking his hair around, pretending to go back. Mm -hmm. Kind of like one in those shampoo commercials. <laughs> So he heads up to the astronomy, I cannot say this word tonight, the astronomy tower, and it's like Trisha and Thestrals, I don't know. Because <laughs> he wants to avoid people, and lo and behold, who's waiting for him but Luna? Of course. Hey, Luna. Yes. Because where else would she be, after all, except where he was headed? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he's sort of drawn to her. Yeah, well. Are they the soulmate? Yeah. Activate kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think so. Not quite. No. Well, apparently, because she has no I idea that his hair has grown. Harry Potter or soulmates activate. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I I don't think quite yet, but maybe getting there. So she walks. He walks in, and she starts to talk to him, and then her eyes just open wide in amazement. He says, "It grew. That was the magic I was working on in the library." And she's just like, "Wow." And she says she's been hunting for Tebow's. She's been looking for something that she thought was there. We got a snort out of Trisha. We haven't had a snort in a long time. That was good. No, because I just remember. I just realized you were talking about Tebow. And I'm thinking Tebowing, the, the football player. It just made me laugh. She's hunting him. It's not quite the same thing. Not exactly. I know, but I just pictured Luna hunting the football player. Oh, dear. Well, the non-present football player, especially, actually, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, since he doesn't play pretty much anymore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that makes sense. Oh. Okay, I really am tired. You were tired. It's okay. <laughs> she says, I kept getting glimpses, but all I could see, and he says, what? She said, all I could see was your father from the Department of Mysteries. He chased us, and he had this look. And so... She, you know, she's been attracted to him all of this time, but every time she looks at him, she sees his father, and that's something that never occurred to him. But now with the longer hair, she can see him yeah. kind of for what he is. I didn't and then, expect that. Yeah, well, and then I loved uh, the whole exchange here that happens where she says, uh, where he says, or she says, she, you know, and I could look past how you look most of the time until, and then his heart dropped into his shoes, until I kissed you. Yes. And then she goes on and says, I'm, you know, I'm not that good, Theodore. For the last three days, I've wanted to forgive your father, but I couldn't, you know. And uh, he says, I don't want you to forgive him. And she says, yeah, I was so wrong. I should have known right off because of your name. He says, Theodore. Yeah. And she says, not. You're not your father. In my heart, I knew it. But when I looked at you, I saw him. Oh, and it Yeah, no, I, I just love that. And, I mean, that's a very Luna moment because mm -hmm. it's... Uh, I mean, you know. even 
now, I mean, again, again, another personal thing. I mean, I, there's something that I look on. I see my husband, and I'm like, how can I love someone so much, and I can just want to punch his face in every? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a parent thing. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's something that I will always have to live with, even though I can raise him to be different. He will have. There's sometimes he'll look at me, and I'm like, yep, there he is. Yeah. And um, it's, it's not my it's not my son's fault, no. Yeah. And it's not Theodore's fault. Oh no! And no. And she even says that she was, keep going. Well, I mean, she even says that. I mean, it's not it's not his fault. She had to get it over. It, but it makes it easier when now that his hair is longer because mm-hmm. now she can truly differentiate between him and his father. Right. Mm. Yay! Yeah. That's why. <laughs> And of course, yeah. she brings up the roommates again. They noticed you weren't at lunch or dinner, and they're wondering what happened to my boyfriend. And they were so happy, but I was unhappy. And, mm. you know, she, you were never like that towards me. And now, of course, he wants revenge on the roommates again. So this time, instead of mailing all their clothes away, he's going to have the house elves mail them away. <laughs> I think it's a better solution all around. Mm-hmm. And so they, of course, told her that he'd been expelled. But she asked Flitwick, and he said no. So she knew he was somewhere. And he says, I didn't get into trouble, really, but Slughorn wants me to leave before I can cause trouble. And basically, you know, I just fell asleep. And she says... He's going to go off and take care of the quintipeds in, uh, up in the Orkneys or wherever they are. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need... Through your aisle. It's just, a, it's just a useless job, and you're just the wizard's fault. I mean, it's a useless job. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just, she goes, but you're not useless. Yeah. You got back my golden ball. And he says, I don't, like, think, I don't think I'd make a career out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Although she yeah, wizards don't have happy. Olympic divers. <laughs> and, but they kind of are, are quiet together for a while, and he relaxes. And she's not pulling away from him, and she's humming and looking off into space and just being Luna, you know. And then she's, like, leaning against him and just petting his hand. And she wants to know where he was all day, and he says he was sleeping. And she says, I missed you. And he said, but you got to have all of your lunch and all of your dinner. And she said, I never minded sharing. And you you just see her. It's so clear. You just, in your mind's eye, you just see her talking to him like this because it's it's just so luna it's captured so well i get here. to see them like sit back just kind of just kind of like just resting not totally cuddling but damn close mm-hmm. well and now they they actually in a very odd way start flirting which is just very sweet because he asks about the whole uh you know what was all that about with about that that horatio bloke which is the the hamlet quote right mm-hmm. and you know, she says, well, it's about Tebos and Raxperts and Denigues and Thestrals, things in life we can't see, but we know we're there and then are slowly revealed. She looked up at him like you. And he says, do I make your brain go all fuzzy like a Raxpert? Yeah. He asked, not knowing if he was serious or teasing. And she says, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, stomach flips. Yep. Oh, there's and, a lot of stomach flipping in this thing. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, but this is St. Margaret's, and, and you can count on stomach flipping and, and long, long approaches to kisses. They don't they don't happen quickly, and that's fine. But um, Yeah, that's what kind of saves it from 
me not go and puke. <laughs> yeah, we said that that St. Margaret's got high praise from Trisha because it didn't make her want to puke. So that was yeah, good. very very high. I don't like the sugar level, man. Honestly. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's vanilla here. Yeah, it's the vanilla. Yeah, thank you. Vanilla I can handle vanilla. <laughs> I read that as vanilla like flavored puke. No, no, no. Oh, oh that's bad. Oh, that was the face I made, yes. Oh. The, oh, I think I heard that wrong. Oh, hey, it's not my phone this time. That's, that's cool. my phone. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute myself. Okay, Sorry. that's fine. So they're kissing, and they're kissing. he's in heaven, and she's kissing him back for the first time, and in, in the, you know, and he's just, and it's slow and sweet. I, I like that about this, cause it's. You know, he's been waiting for this for quite some time, and he doesn't rush her, and that's just really cool. And her, her after they kind of split, split apart, she goes, "I like this frog kissing." I'm sorry, it just made this little this year just made me laugh, and I <laughs> love the conversation. It's called French kissing. <laughs> I don't, they don't think like to be French like to be called frogs. <laughs> She's all dreamy. Oh. I thought that since you swam like a frog, that you also kissed like a frog. You do both very well, and I like the way you kiss. This <laughs> <laughs> is so damn cute. I mean, it's mushy, but it's not over the top. It has humor to it. And, mm -hmm. Sorry. Anything that has some humor to it, I love it. Well, I'm glad. I love and, some humor. Yeah. And so they share their meals. And she spends all of her time, and she kisses him. So all of the conditions that he's laid out now are this integral part of their relationship. And they endure the stares and the whispers and the giggles, which Luna's endured ever since she's showed up at Hogwarts anyhow, so it's no big deal for her. And I don't think that it was ever a big deal for him either. He doesn't care what other people think of him. And, you know, we find out that she's very affectionate, and he likes to bask in her infections. And, you know, she's got Luna logic, so she's she won't kiss him in public because it's something that she'll only do with him. <laughs> and he, he kind of likes that. You know what? I kind of had to applaud that one. I'm like, thank you, God. Sometimes you just don't want to see people with swamp and spit in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Good. Trisha, when you were in high school, did you ever, did, were there ever people that were, like, just, like, kissing in the middle of the hallway? Because that happened all the time in my high school, and I was oh, like, yeah. okay, guys. Okay. Hey, don't get me wrong. I did it too. I mean, <laughs> I was a gross one. I just and, and I can think back to myself if I was me now back then. I probably would punch myself in the face. Aww. And snap out of it, you stupid idiot, little oh. girl. But oh well, can't do that. So I, I, just, I didn't start kissing people until after high school, but I probably would have kissed before. Just in high school, I just found out. That somebody I know, when they were in seventh grade, used to walk his girlfriend to the library, which is where her class was, and then kiss her before he'd go to his class. And one time he got, they got very engrossed in the kiss, and the bell rang, and he pulled away, and he turned. <laughs> and her entire class, plus the teacher, were standing at the foot of the stairs watching and applauding the kiss. And he just kind of like <laughs> left over the rail and ran for it. He says, I want, I want to tell you something. 
And he says that Slughorn got the position in the Isle of Drew for him. And so he's going to have to leave. And he, she's like, so soon? Because she doesn't want to give him up. And he says, I shouldn't have come back this year. But, and she said, but you had to meet me. And he's kind of laughs and says, yeah, I reckon I did. And she says, I'll go with you, which, you know, I expected her to say. And he won't let her. He's, you've got to finish your schooling. You've got two more years. I just have seventh year. And she says, well, they'd make a brilliant transfiguration project. And daddy could do a lo- uh, an article about it on, for the paper. And he says, daddy would lose daddy, his mind. Yeah. Daddy would lose his mind if his underage daughter left school to play house with the son of a Death Eater. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trouble playing house. Like, I can't cook. Yeah, that. But I can make beds. Oh, well. That's it. You can mess them up, too. And he's like, oh, dear. Moving on to beds. I shouldn't probably think of that too much right now. Bad idea. Bad idea. Get your mind out of this gutter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She calls him a, a frog prince, and he says, I'd rather be known for my frog kissing. <laughs> and so he's going to go out and be the prince of the island. The next morning, he leaves for his new post, and she meets him at the entrance hall. And the desolate landscape is there, and it's starting to get a little color back into it. And Luna calls it the sanctuary now. Hmm. And she says, it's going to be a sanctuary for Harry if he needs it. And Theodore says, how did you know I was trying to think of a way to help Potter? And she said, because of your name. <laughs> and he's like, not? And she's like, no, your first name, Theodore, gift of God. I love that she knows all the different meanings of the names. And he's got no clue. But he's <laughs> figured out that life is a gift. And he's... <laughs> Are you having tea? I said, are you having tea? Sorry? Are you microwaving a burrito? No, my coffee got cold before I drank any of it. And I just found it again. That's sad. Okay. Well, well. I put it down to cool and then forgot about it. So it overcooled. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Go on. (laughs) It's okay. He says, I'm a Slytherin. We're usually on our, our own side and not known for our gifts. And she says, that's what we've been taught. But she says... Felicity is happiness, Laurel is victory, and Theodore is a gift from God. You know, she's kind of in her her little way, and he so she and he starts th- talking about Horatio. Yeah, Horatio might be convinced, <laughs> but what about everybody else? Mm-hmm. How will Potter know that I'm not on the other side? And how will he know where to find me? And then she says, "I'll write to him." And he, you know, Theodore. He says, "But, but, but, but," and she says, "Theodore, you've been hunting Tebow since you were a boy." It was of no use. She was on to him. Always he had longed for those invisible things, love and acceptance and happiness. And there was no reason to stop hoping now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's got that from her. Mm-hmm. And what's growing in the painting is Laurel. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice uh, touch. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once he's clearly only with the heart, anything essential is invisible to the eyes. Which is from The Little Prince. That's a, a, yeah, one of my favorite quotes. Oh, I, yeah, that's pretty funny. I read it for French class. Yeah, me too, yeah. That's just, yeah. Uh, just remembering it in the French. I trying remember to remember that. It. Is that the little boy on a moon or something like, and has a flower girl? He had a, he had a little tiny planet, and he made friends with like a, he was in love with like a flower or something. Yeah. I remember the TV show. You know, I didn't like Oh, was there a TV show? I thought she was too needy. 
<laughs> it's a wonderful book. It's a really it good is. book. Okay, I just remember the TV show, and I'm like, Michael. Even I mean, I was I was young. I mean, I think it was at least grade school or middle school. I'm going, that girl's meaty. <laughs> if I recall correctly, that's probably supposed to be how it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I understand. You were doing the ah puke thing even back then, Trisha. I love yeah, it. Yeah, man. Mm. <laughs> I am such not the romantic. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But, you know, I, I don't know where I found this, because I don't know where I find half the stories that I put on this thing. <laughs> but somehow or another, I came across it, and I read it, and I thought, this is fun, and it's unique. And yeah. so I wanted to I make I don't think sure. I've ever seen a Luna theater before, so... I think I might have seen one or two, but I really like, you know, seeing interesting pairings and people somehow making them work. Yeah, and this was but, uh, really well written, and it, it flowed and it worked. And, and you know what? It was believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. It, I mean, it was believable, so I could handle that. Yeah. And I love, I mean, because if you know the, the, the Grimm story, I mean, it really does parallel the Grimm story because you start out with these two creatures who are very isolated you know the the girl with her little ball and the little frog down in the in the well and both of them have a huge distance that they have to travel uh, by the end of the story and that's what you get here oh yeah she kisses him and he he gets hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's true he does mm-hmm. and that's it and until you said that it, i didn't think about it that way but yeah and you gotta yeah. kiss a lot of frogs to get your prince, but you only had to kiss one. So. A couple times with the kisses, but yeah, <laughs> just the one. What same same frog? Same frog. Yeah, and like Trisha said, it's believable. You can see Luna doing this. You can see Luna not be worried about what other people think of her and wanting the ball back and saying, "Okay, I agree to this," and then just it's slowly kind of growing. And like I said before. She had to have been attracted to him a little bit because she knew that he swam every day. And so she was very aware of him. Mm-hmm. And it was just the the father thing that was really kind of blocking it. So hair is a good thing. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> mm, yeah. We say to Scott, who cut all his hair off this last couple of weeks, apparently. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Oh, did you? Quite a change. Yes. I just cut mine off, too. I've been considering cutting mine. <laughs> I don't need to cut mine. It's going slowly of its own accord. So, Aww. <laughs> better than the alternative. I mean, you know, what the heck. Yeah, there you go. Okay, guys, I have to get going. All right. Do you have any final thoughts? No, it was it was a cute, like I said, it wasn't. She made the characters work for the relationship, and that's what I like. I, there's so many fix sometimes, and it's just more, I'm in love. I'm in love, too. Let's be together. Super soulmate. Hours activate. And I'm just like, work. Like anything else, you got to work for the damn thing. And so that's what makes it more believable for me than anything else. So mm-hmm. it makes that makes me happy. And you know what? She put some background into it, and so... It was a quick mm-hmm. little fix, but it, it made me happy. Cool. And I didn't want to puke my brains out because she oh, put wonderful. Her into it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Hopefully she listens to us a little bit and she has an idea of what that means. 
It's not just like, I thought it was going to make me puke my brains out, but it didn't entirely do that. Uh, uh, it's higher praise than you think, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there was a couple of times I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to puke. Oh no, she put humor in it, okay, I'm good. Uh, so, okay, Trisha. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sappy. No, you're not sappy. <laughs> no. And we love you anyhow, it's okay. I know, I'm so not a girl. Yeah, it's alright, neither am I. Good night, Trisha. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> Go, to Go to bed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Can't get my thing. All right, I'm hanging up. Okay. Bye. Bye. Rachel, do you have a bygone note too? <laughs> no, I was just gonna ask for your final thoughts, but when Trisha left the call, it gave me this different menu, and I was like, okay, did I lose everybody? <laughs> but no, we're good. Okay. Am I still doing the weird pausey nope. part? Thing You're good. Too? You're good. Oh, good. I switched over to. Uh, 3G instead of Wi-Fi, so mm. it's not using the same one as RJ anymore. Yeah, so, sorry, final thoughts. Mm. If someone else wants to go, well, I actually think it's a final thoughts. I can actually, I mean, you know, I okay, can go ahead. talk if, if that's, I'm, one of the reasons I love her stories, I'm I'm a big mythology and folktale nut. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's part of what I do for a living, actually. So, and so, all of her stories, a lot of her stories, have a mythological underpinning. And sometimes it's really explicit, like the Roger and Lisa, which is this wonderful long story, is the uh, the story of Psyche and Cupid retold in the, in the Harry Potter universe. But this one, it it's really follows the Grimm story very closely, but it, it is totally uh, right there in these two characters. And you really get a chance, you know, fear or not, I think we see him maybe twice, and he's only named once. I mean, we barely know him in the books, but she totally brings him to life here. Mm-hmm. And the Luna, I love Luna, so, you know, anytime there's a good Luna story, it's it's a good thing for me. So she does a wonderful job of bringing that to life. And so marrying that with the with the story, with the, the folktale was just, I thought it was fabulous. I really was, you know, just loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the need to go back and find that folktale and read through it again because I recognized bits like uh, when it started off with the golden ball I sort of went oh yeah there was a golden yeah. ball in the other one but I really haven't read it in a long time so there, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that I've missed. Well and if you look back it's not the story you remember really because in the story you know you remember it's just you know well when she kisses him he turns into the into the handsome prince but there's more to the story than that mm-hmm. and she implies all of that here she gives you a sense of all of that and that's really fun all of those grim stories are a lot more dark grim? yeah it's grim. grim that's exactly the word <laughs> uh, than, than, than the disney movies you know make them out to be so oh, yeah yes you know, she definitely. manages to recognize that here i thought pretty well yes yeah. and, and i'm from portland the city of grim so <laughs> Oh. Wow! Yes, the TV show. The TV show is from oh. here. Oh, wow. actually, the uh, I take my dog down to the dog park, and one of the regulars uh, was an extra in the season premiere of Grimm this year. He's the mm. bartender. Oh yeah. So I haven't actually ever seen the show because I don't watch TV, but he was yeah. very excited to have been in the show, and we get to hear all about it. Oh, that's fun. They filmed that was the second one. I actually. Uh, had lunch in a cafe that they were closing the next day because they were filming Grimm the next day at the cafe where I was having lunch. So I've been exposed to it kind of peripherally a couple of times. I should probably watch it. But mm-hmm. 
I watched most of the first season, but then I other stuff came up and I've gotten so behind now that I can't start the new season because there's a bunch of stuff that's happened that I have no idea about. Mm-hmm. So There's just too many series to watch. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch Once Upon a Time for like since it started and I just haven't got around to it because I'm like, I don't want to start another TV series. I already watched yeah. like five and that's not yeah. even as many as most people watch. This summer, I got the my, first my season family. of that for yeah. Christmas, so that was an easier yeah, my, way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. The, my family, we, we started watching that and Merlin mm-hmm. this summer. Oh, yeah. And Merlin had just finished. We got about two seasons and a little more into Merlin. And we, we all looked up, and my daughter, who's very current uh, on all his stuff, basically said, you know, this is going to end badly. And, you know, I said, well, it's Arthur. Of course it's going to end badly. She <laughs> said, no. <laughs> No, uh, so we kind of went on pause with that, and then once upon a time we really enjoyed, and then school started, and that was the end of that. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a really fun story, yeah, fun show, fun idea. I actually started watching Merlin, and then Netflix took it off when I was halfway through season oh, one. Oh no! And I was so mad. I hate that. Actually, was it Merlin that I watched? One of them I actually watched like the first season of, which is very unusual for me because I don't usually watch TV shows, so. But I I think it was Merlin that I watched some of at least, and it was good. It, it, it's a good show. It is. It it's not the Arthurian. I mean, it doesn't stay very close to the Arthur legends at all. Mm-hmm. But it's still. I mean, it's a lot of fun, and the actors were fun, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah. Well, do we have any other closing thoughts? Oh yeah, I was supposed to do that, wasn't I? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> <We're flawed. laughs> um. Right. Yeah. So I think it was before, but like. I've read uh, so much fanfic over the years, and I kind of, like, look for something that's, like, interesting or, like, new takes on stuff. So, like, weird pairings like this are sometimes kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of interesting. But also, like, I I just really love, like, fractured fairy tales. And so, like, the two of those combined, like, when you take a fairy tale and you make it kind of, like, mix it with some other sort of thing, like Harry Potter, mm-hmm. it's, it always makes for interesting results if you do it well. And um, this is definitely interesting to uh read and see like oh oh that's how they did that okay there was a couple parts where i was like eh, it's really clearly like this would not happen aside from the fact that you're trying to make the story match but okay <laughs> but uh but yeah. that's part of the process you know it, yeah it is. Like, it's you, just, you have to do it that way so yeah but it was it was it was interesting i really love something like this and um i really liked the the characters were really interesting to me and it was it was fun to see how like she made Theodore not into a person who had, you know, thoughts and feelings and background instead of just tall, skinny dude or whatever, mm-hmm. like he is in the books. <laughs> yeah. So it's always interesting to see how the characters that we don't know anything about get fleshed out. I was just thinking the same exact thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And it's it's fun to, just to see the process of how it works. So mm-hmm. just, you know, watching watching them grow and i really think she did she was spot on with luna so that was great you can just you can feel luna you just everything worked with luna and there were times where i could just see her in my mind's eye and i knew exactly how she was acting and reacting and everything and it just it was just really well done yeah i could see stuff really clearly for Mm -hmm. uh, especially for some of the scenes yeah she she painted things really nice and made it work. Yeah, she does everything. Yep, she does. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 
And Tasha, thank you for sneaking in and joining hey. us at the last minute. It's really and thank cool. you so much for letting me come in and play. I oh, love this story. Anytime. So. Yay. Of course, it's the last one in season, so <laughs> any time's a little tough, but uh, uh, yeah. we, we will do a season There's seven, I season. think. We're, we're working on it. Good, I'm glad to hear. So, yeah. Unless we do magic editing for, like, the uh, other frog. Yeah, we could always do the toad story. That's right. Scott had a toad story he thought would be oh, really fun. We could do a toad it was, frog. It's just the story. first one on St. Margaret's list when you go to her office. Oh, yeah. And I thought, there's oh, frog, and then there's toad. Yes. <laughs> so we're actually talking about doing that one next Monday because we well, have nothing else planned. So uh, uh, let me know. Okay. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I can. I know how to find you now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I seem to have all kinds of ways to contact. Oh yeah, it's that's fine. It works out. So wonderful. And Rachel, thank you. You were uh, the first guest host in the very first story of the season and the last story of the season so that was worked out and well-rounded mm -hmm. and then one random star trek episode star trek <laughs> in the middle yeah yep yeah why not yeah well i kept meaning to, i kept meaning to ask if i was going to come back on for one and i was like wait no i'm it's a halfway through a really long fic uh i can't catch up in time for tomorrow <laughs> yeah i used to do that but, to ryan ryan you want a podcast with us sure sue what are you reading the last <laughs> two chapters of this fic that's 400 pages yeah Never mind. Well, when you asked me yesterday if I wanted to be on the podcast on Monday, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I hope I can read this into, oh, good, it's four chapters. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I try to keep them short for people this year, so that worked out. And Scott, as always, it's nice to have you around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always enjoy coming on podcasts, so it's, I'm glad we're still doing it. It's been... What we started in December of 2008, we started doing the Beyond Cast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been Man. almost five years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot of editing. Yeah. That's a yeah, lot of editing. <laughs> I apologize profusely for leaving you with all of it the last year or so. Uh, really? You're in trouble. Mm -hmm. oh, well. <laughs> I enjoy oh, it. I really enjoy the editing part of it. So it's. It doesn't bother me just as long as I've got the time to do it. And mm. Right now, since we kept them fairly short this season, they're quicker and easier to edit, so it works out just fine. That's good to hear. I was I was kind of wondering, like, how, if it was something you were like, ah, oh, no one else wants to edit, so I have to do it, or if it was something you completely hated or didn't mind or whatever. No, I like it, and I've pretty much taken over all the editing for Point of View, too, so, yeah. which I don't You okay. probably do need some interns just to, you know, take probably. some of that occasionally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would volunteer if I knew anything about how to do whatever, but, um... Not anything. Yeah. It's really easy once no, you go into yeah. it a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's simple. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I've played around with it a little bit. I'm just, I just don't know exactly. I'm playing around with it. I don't know what I'm doing with any sort of purpose. Well, if you ever want one to play with, we'll send you one, and you can work on it, and then you can send it back to me, and I'll go through it. And if there's stuff that needs to be fixed or changed, then I can either do it or send it back and have you do it, and, and it works. So you think about practice. it. And if you want to, if you want one to practice on, I'd be happy to send you something. All right, we'll talk later then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, my problem is I'm too much of a perfectionist, so it takes me five times as long. Yeah, yeah that's probably what happened. Yeah, you can you can work on them 
as long as you want to work mm-hmm. on audio, you can keep working on it and tweaking it because it's infinitely perfectible mm-hmm. um, yeah. and never perfect. So no. when I've worked on like other stuff, like not like editing stuff, but like trying to like mix to- together like different tracks for a song mm. or something like with different voices. I always fiddle with like a million different things and like for five or 10 seconds, I'm like doing the same, like, sorry, five or 10 seconds of sound. I'm like doing, you know, an hour or three of it. And I'm like, ah, and then I give up on it. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. I find it usually takes at least four or five times as long as whatever you're producing. Mm -hmm. And then when you go back and do polishing passes and stuff, that adds up also. Yeah. 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 All right. All right, well, I suppose we should all head out. I don't know how late it is. I know you guys are an hour past me. I don't know where you are, Natasha, but... I am on in the same time zone, so I'm I'm doing fine, but thank you. So it's 9 or it's 10 there? Oh, God, you're asking me. We just had daylight savings, <laughs> but it's 9. Okay, it's nine. so you're on oh, my okay. side of the world. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's 10 after 10 for me, and then Rachel is later. <laughs> I think it's like, if it's 10 after 10 there, it's probably midnight-ish here. Oh, I do really enjoy it, even though it's ridiculously late. I do really enjoy having chats about stuff because I don't have any Harry Potter fanfic friends in real life. And they all think I'm insane whenever I start talking about fanfic. It's like, what, what, what is that, like porn? I'm like, no, it's not. Well, some of it is. But <laughs> some of it. I, I read the genfix because I want to, I, I like the interesting story plots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, I swear yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I think they that needs to go me. into an intro. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No. We need, we anyway, need to get yeah. in, Natasha to say sex and snorkax for an intro. <laughs> and then we'll oh, sex. there you go. <laughs> sex and snorkax. I think that that's been the high point for me of listening the last. Two, three years has been listening to Scott say that. Makes me very happy because I know exactly where it comes from. You tell, I don't remember. You're It comes from a fic of mine that's uh, where Rolf, basically one of the things that happens is Rolf meets Luna and actually gets Luna speechless, which is one of one of the more fun things I think I've ever written. Mm-hmm. Is you know somebody getting Luna to the point where she can't say anything. Yeah. So that's, yeah, Rolf. Out of not being able to think of anything, not out of just, like, staring off into space. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. This is, like, looking at him and, you know. She just, oh, yeah. Uh, she's gobsmacked. Yeah, she's, like, you know, he, speechless. Yeah. He knows everything, that, you know, and he's exactly the person that she, you know, would think was a rock star. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It works out. I mean, yeah, it works out really well. That's fun. I need to go back and listen to those or read read those again. Those are just I, fun. I listened to your conversation about them over the uh, maybe last spring. I don't know. I mean, you know, I was just you know sitting working and I saw that you, you had dropped the compilation out. And, mm-hmm. and it was it made me laugh. I mean, you guys, it was very funny listening to your conversation about my story, <laughs> my stories. But uh, you know the uh, you know some of the stuff that you guys were talking about, I hadn't thought. I mean, you know, it's like wow. Huh? Gosh, I don't know. And that's all we're gonna say about that. My favorite part of that conversation is Daniel. Stop! Please stop! <laughs> Please. Stop. <laughs> Please. <laughs>
like which you're going far I'm enough. Thinking as I was listening to it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so Maybe hard. I need to go re- like, re-listen to this fan uh, to this uh, podcast. <laughs> it's they're all in one. If you go to um, the Potterfic Weekly uh, site and go into season, uh, go into the Peon cast, you can you'll find it, and and all of the ones for the F series are all together. Yeah. Okay. And, I I did read the F series um, from the ebook that's on the site. I read it a while ago, and I'm trying to remember what exactly happened. I remember liking it. So when she was like, oh, it's the guy that wrote the F-series, I was like, oh, I remember liking that series. That's cool. But I can't remember for the life of me what was in the series. Uh, <laughs> it was, so it was the year It was the year after, I mean, you know, from just after uh, the uh, Voldemort's defeat uh, about a year later. Mm-hmm. And then I guess there were a couple of stories from about 30 years after that. Yeah, because so, we had weddings. Like, like Harry, Ginny, kind of. Uh, Harry and Ginny, yeah, mostly, and then uh, Ron and Hermione a little, and and but it was all from Harry's point of view, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Luna floats in and out quite a lot, and uh, there's okay. you know Neville bringing two I girls mean, you enjoy on older. his table, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was yes, some, actually, there was yeah. some doodling. Yes, yes, there was, and uh, Ginny yeah. and Harry end up in a position where they actually see it. They do. Yes, yeah. there was some initiating of tables, even though it was mostly just a joke. <laughs> well, there was one to where start it was with. Joke, there was one where it wasn't. Yep. So, yeah. And that's, yep. yeah. And oh, and I yeah. still, the, the one where, you know, the Sex and Snorkax one with Luna, and where they come in and she's just like, everybody's like, Luna's lost her mind. She's, <laughs> she's dressed in this, this. Purple polka dot. I can't remember what it is now. But... It's purple with green stripes. stripes. Which no, yeah. I mean, I think it was Trisha looked up and said, "Is it Barney?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought, "Oh God, I hadn't thought of that." I just thought of them. I mean, what would nobody wear? Oh, she had a young child at the time. She would yeah. know Barney at that point. Exactly. So, oh, yeah, dear. but I like that one. And I can remember us talking about Creature and, you know, oh. with the towel on his arm and here's your drink, Master, and Neville apologizing for kissing Jenny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, see, they're great. We like these stories. Hey, we need a podcast on them again. No, no, <laughs> no, no, you did very well the first time. Uh, that was great. Thank you. thank you. That was back when we weren't telling authors we were podcasting on them, and, and it was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I found out halfway through. I, you know, I, I was listening to them because it was the it, they were tacked on to the main podcast. Oh, well, the main podcast, and they were it was a really long series of fix that I had started three times and had never finished. And so I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to listen to these because I I know I haven't read. I want to read the story first. And then I kept starting it and not finishing it. So I finally just started listening to it. And it was actually, you know, it got me to read the fic. I'm trying to remember. It's really a wonderful fic. It's three-part The Something Trilogy. Oh, is it the POU Trilogy? It's, paradigm it's not Paradigm. It's, no, it's, it's, it's Barb. Um, oh, the Psychic Serpent. Psychic Serpent. Oh, That's it. Yeah. You know, well, I've never finished that series either, actually. I've started and failed many times. Yeah. Well, they're long, but the second book is fabulous. They're and the so third long. Book, I know, I know. But, but if it you, starts if, off really, really... Uh, it gets better, but I yeah. never get past the beginning. No, I know. And, and the second book really does... I mean, it's really, really good. And then... Third book, I mean, you know, is 
is great. And then the last, very last part of it is, I mean, you know, here we talk in mythology again. She basically retells this like really old Sumerian myth, only instead of it being the goddess going down to get her husband, it's Harry going down to get Draco, which was like, whoa, that's weird. That's out of left field. Okay. Yeah. But it was fun. And then in the middle of that, the, you know, you guys were talking about my story. I, I had no idea. So I suddenly was listening to it and going, wait a minute. They're talking about my, my <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I recognize this story. Like, and so that was kind of fun. Okay. You may have just convinced me to, to force my way through the first bits that I'm not so fond of to get to the good if I can, the parts that are actually yeah. really, really good. Well, if I can, if I, if you, if you want to cheat. <laughs> If you listen to the summary that, that, I mean, cause it takes them like three episodes to go through the first book in the trilogy. And I mean, this is classic Pufwa. And I mean, they're each three or four hours long. Um, so they do a pretty, pretty thorough summary. And I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, and talk about all, all of the things that worked and didn't work. It was really fun. But, um, if, if you wanted to just handle the first book that way, you could, you could do that. You could get away with it. Yeah. And I linked the, the S series, Rachel, in, in our Skype chat. So the link for that, those all together is I sent it to you. Okay. I do, I, was, I do still have the ebook on my phone, on my phone. So I was going to just pull it up later on, but yeah. Yeah. Well, so this is just us yakking about it. And yeah. And oh, oh, this, the podcast. Oh, thank yeah. you. And, and, and you gotta listen. <laughs> I mean, just, just, I mean, the price of admission, you know, it's worth it just I mean, you know, for a number of things, the discussion about oh. the Dursleys well, who is on top, but but Scott, <laughs> you know, Scott oh, is Rolf, Rolf, Scott is Rolf's commander is is phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely, well, mostly I'm thinking of how I put off reading uh, POU for goodness Ever? knows how many years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know what it was that I was just. I think I got it mixed up with Barb's trilogy, and I was like, that's the one I started like five times. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it was really, really, really good, and it was interesting. And I was like, that I had no idea the story was actually about that, as opposed to whatever it was I thought it was about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, this is really. I'm glad I read this. Yeah, and see, it was some sort of it was someone on a podcast who was like saying oh, they finally read Jen. it. Goes, oh, we just love this POU. And yeah, and then they had the whole, <laughs> you know, mansion with six million rooms and. Sex oh, that went on for twelve hours and yeah, of all of that. Yeah. Well, a lot of it was like the interesting, like because it was the whole we have magic, but we're gonna drive around in jeeps because <laughs> kind of like pre book five, kind of mm-hmm. like there was a lot of really branching out of different like what's gonna happen. We don't know. Let's just make stuff up. Yeah. So it's fun to see what people made up before yeah. they had like more set in stone stuff that you like had to go against if you wanted to do something different as opposed to just, I think this could happen. But, um, I have a lot of, I read more of the now, but a lot of, a lot of the fanfics that I had trouble reading originally were like Harry Hermione ones where I was kind of like, eh, I'm not buying it. Yeah. But I don't know. For some reason, my tape ran out right there. So we'll say goodnight, everybody, for this particular fic, but please stay tuned because we are going to do the Frog Prince, no, the Toad Story from St. Margaret's as well, attached to the end of this. So hang on to your hats. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Yeah, and you probably will want to want to go in the bedroom once the podcast starts because we hear him as clear as we hear you. Okay, really? Yes. You can hear him better than me. <laughs> Pretty much. Apparently, Sue can hear him better than I can. Could you hear him right now? No. Okay. Well, the other time I was facing him, so maybe that was why. But, um, but I can hear him now. He's apologizing for the voice. <laughs> Yeah, um, I just I just read the last of the chapters, and then I'll when we start, well, you go, I'll go in the other room. That's cool. No worries. I have not Lightly. heard from and Tasha and Trisha's coming. So mm -hmm. okay. And I still haven't gone and closed the door, so I should probably right. do that just in case. Johan mm -hmm. wants to come go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm taking meds tonight. I have allergy meds. <laughs> Ooh, good podcasting. They don't make beer. <laughs> they don't make you loopy or anything. They just make me, you know, slightly less likely to cough up a lung or something. Well, that's like good. I, I was doing Generally all the time. Yeah, we like your lungs inside your body. They work better that way. Mm -hmm. And I think we may have lost her or else I think it's so. on an odd delay. Um, yeah, she'll come back in a minute. She, was can, a good she can call. Trisha, where are you? There she comes. Are you back? Hi. Okay. Yeah, it might be the snow. You didn't die every five minutes. You guys have got snow. I just have rain. Um, oh, wonderful. We've and, got snow. Yep. And lots of leaves. Scott, what are you going to do when we stop podcasting? You're not going to come on Skype anymore to answer your 14,000 messages. <laughs> I don't know. I might just have to actually start coming on to answer them. Yeah. We're talking about story ideas and stuff right now, which is fun. Mm, who's we? Selena and Amy and me at the moment, and there are several other people in the room who may or may not have Can a response. Yes. Hey! Hey! Sorry, I called the wrong Rachel. <laughs> I, hit the, oh, more that would, I uh, hit the button and yeah. I'm like, um, this is the wrong picture, wait a minute. And I would have been calling uh, the Oregon, okay. not uh, Canada, so that would have messed us up big time. Yeah, that's not me. Just randomly call someone up and say, hey, um, you want to talk yeah, about Harry Potter fan her, her little girl's a huge Harry Potter fan, so it would have been uh, probably fun. But I didn't ask her. I just added her. I'm very bad at this. I, I've been learning too many bad habits from Mr. Ryan. Oh. <laughs> Hi. You did want me to call you, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, good. I, for some reason, my... My Skype went down, so I had to reboot it. Oh. Well, we're having uh, we're having windstorms here, so you my electricity oh, go out. Storms all around. Yep. Scott and Rachel are having snow. I'm having rain, and I'm having internet fluctuations I'm... too. Oh, uh, good. It's the, I yeah. need to call and kick the writer people. The, oh, the I should. People. I should. Um, my end, I should stop dropping as much. It might just do the kind of weird extended sound sometimes from the game playing like it did last time. Okay. But uh, it should stop dropping together now. Cool. Because uh, the snow is interfering with the Wi-Fi or the 3G. Mm -hmm. mm. She's not choppy Sorry? now. She was choppy earlier, but she's sounding a little better to us. But this one's short, so hopefully it will be fairly quick. Yeah, quite yeah, short. I read, I read before class, so. I have not heard from and Tasha, so I doubt he'll Ooh. make it, but if he comes on, we'll add him. Because Scott's here. He's just quiet. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you are. Oh, I'm over here. In the, <laughs> the virtual corner. <laughs> yep. I'm also trying not to fall asleep, which the um, the iced tea will probably help with that. Mm -hmm. 
I'm actually it's actually, I'm actually not too tired right now. It's just that I was tired already this weekend, and I was going to I almost went to bed at eight o'clock last night, but there was one more thing I wanted to work on, mm-hmm. and uh, so I didn't end up actually going to bed till ten thirty, which still could have been okay. But then having done that, I couldn't actually get to sleep again, and uh, I I wound up awake until like two, and it's not good. Not oh, yeah. good at all. Well, I get the good uh, anti award. Oh, what you do? The which? The good anti award. Saturday, Calvin had oh, two okay. soccer games. So mm-hmm. we drove half an hour away or 45 minutes away to the first soccer game. And we got out and we took our little chairs and our blankets and our heavy coats and our, you know, everything and sat there. And it only rained a little bit. But the wind was blowing up from behind us. It was so cold in my chair, I had to actually put a blanket in my seat so the wind wasn't Ooh. blowing up through my legs because it was just freezing. So that game was at 11.30. Is that right? No, that game was at 1. And then we went to lunch, and then we went to a 5.30 game. So on top of everything else, it was been dark, and we had to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is so loud, Rachel. It's so funny. <laughs> That's because I'm trying to write him a note if I'm standing next to him. That's just we all need a communication. So anyhow, the second game was rainy and dark and cold, and it was on this huge field with all these lights, but they were really far away from us. So you couldn't tell who was who and stuff like that. And they lost both games, which was really sad. But they won the one yesterday. I didn't go to that one because I was pet sitting. Okay. That's a fun noise. That is a really fun noise. I'm assuming it's coming from Rachel. <laughs> it sounds like she has transformers in her. What noise? Uh, is it weird? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny noise. Is it better if I go over here? This well, the noise has terrible. stopped now in any case, yes. so it's hard to say. Yes, but I was further away from my phone. Okay, yeah, it was just like really bad. Yeah, and I can't even describe the sound. Oh, yeah, funky. Well, it was no, a, I like what I heard was like. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, yeah, the I was hearing that too. It sounded yeah. almost like distorted guitar noises. <laughs> <laughs> it it wasn't, but that's an interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. You weren't playing the guitar thing. I was not. Okay. Well, maybe we Weirdly. should should start this so that we can let Scott go to bed and Trisha go to bed and whoever else needs to go to bed. Me? Probably bed. bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a it's a quick little uh, one shot, so yeah, it I'm shouldn't gonna... be too bad. But it's a fun one. It's fun. It really. It was cute. It was it, really so. Do we are we planning to uh, splice it on to the last one, or do we just want to make another episode? I don't know. I was thinking we'd just splice it onto the next one, but that one's three hours long. Oh. Although Is it really? We could cut out. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when we start talking about completely different things after we said goodbye. Yeah, we could cut off some of that stuff. Oh, dear goodness. But, uh... That could be its own podcast. Yeah, we could just do a an exchange or something on that. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. All right. I'm closing the door to the RJ and the whatever the noise is in that room. Okay. That sounds much better. Yeah. I just had to get my water bottle. You were saying. (laughs) 
we could add this on or yeah i will i'll have to play with it when we get closer to it so we'll see or maybe just for the last podcast we'll do a four-hour podcast yeah and that's cool too that wouldn't be too bad no that wouldn't be bad at all so supersize well yes we'll supersize our podcast so are we ready do you think i think do you want to start us sure i think so okay go for it Previously on Potifiquity. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome! My resolution for this Potifiquity weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic whatever. Like Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Yep. Okay, what did I miss? Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Seriously, <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two, and that could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterfic Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> But I was planning on getting around with taking it too. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically in pain. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we always laugh before the end. Harder think with me. Where the story lands. Hey everybody, and welcome to Peon Cast. Almost <laughs> here we are doing a one shot that is vaguely related to the longer story that we just did. It may be in the podcast you just listened to, or it may be in the podcast right before this one. We haven't quite decided, uh, but this is also a Saint Margaret story, which is called A Toad of a Hero. I suppose we should probably introduce ourselves. Hopefully, you know who we are. But uh, I am Scott. I'm Sue. I'm Patricia. Rachel's gone. <laughs> <I'm Rachel. laughs> there she is. <laughs> Am I? Yes, you you've made it, but it was dead silence for a minute. I thought we dropped you. Can we say it again? But we do have a delay. No, you're fine. Yeah, that's a big delay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So okay, Rachel, say hi now. Hi. Yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not too bad. I've had, we have had worse. Mm-hmm. I have been on worse. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and heard every other vowel. Stuff around a little bit and see if that helps. So, okay, Scott, tell us about a toad of a hero. Well, it was apparently a birthday fic for a person named Dogstar, who I assume is another author on phoenixsong.net, which is where you can find this. It's written by St. Margaret's, and it is a story about Trevor the Toad. It's the Battle of Hogwarts from Trevor's point of view. Mm -hmm. And we start off with Trevor, who has been left at the hog's head and has decided that he despises goats. <laughs> well, even you know what's funny is, like, I hate goats. No, no, I love goats. And I'm thinking, hate's a lot better word. <laughs> That's the whole thing I've been thinking of. Like, I guess she doesn't like the word hate. You know how some people are like, mm -hmm. I don't like that word hate, but... Yeah, well, and I love this, because he, he loathes goats as much as he loathes very few things in this world, 
that long-nosed professor bubbling cauldrons of horrible liquid. Don't lie to me. Toad-eating <laughs> snakes with sharp fangs. He had not always hated goats. In fact, he kind of liked them until he moved in with them. So we know he doesn't like Snape. And, uh, Good night, Ulrich. Good night, Ulrich. And he's not fond of potions in general, which is understandable considering he got turned into a tadpole once in mm-hmm. the back. Yep. I was going to say, I thought I thought he got turned into something, but I couldn't remember what it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a shrinking solution or something like that, and Trevor yeah. got turned into a tadpole. But then he grew again. So now yeah, I wonder what they also threatened him with the uh, antidote, so mm-hmm. that was a... Uh, wonder if that actually happened or not. I don't remember. I don't think they ended up going through with it, but I can't be sure. I don't think so. I think I think Hermione probably gave it to gave hers instead of Neville's because yeah. it probably would have killed she, poor Toad. Could be. She uh, whispered instructions to him and he got it right. So. Oh yeah. Uh, right, right. Oh yeah. Snape, Snape went off. Five points from Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Crazy on him <laughs> for Hermione. And Hermione likes to keep giving instruction. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to the last podcast I released, Trisha? Yeah, I just listened to it today. Did you enjoy the little Snape tidbits I added in there just oh, for you? Oh, yes. Go off. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, me, I had a lot of fun with that. It made me, It did make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> and then you kissed the Snape. I thought that was oh. great. <laughs> I forgot I told you that. Sorry. <laughs> I obviously have not listened to this one yet. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I don't think I have either. Sometimes I forget some of the stuff there. I know. Calvin's mm-hmm. starting to question me. Do you tell uh-huh. your podcast stories about me? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. What do you tell about me? Nothing. Do you tell stories about when I make funny faces at the dinner table? No, I leave those out. I tell other stories. <laughs> the stories you don't want to know what we say. <laughs> yep. I had to laugh because one of his girlfriends tagged him in his Miley Cyrus outfit on Facebook, which he was adamant that nobody could post the Miley Cyrus pictures on Facebook, but he's there and he's been tagged in them now. So. Oh, dear. <clears throat> and Sue doesn't feel so bad uh, about sharing them privately. What? Calvin, I took, Calvin I, went already... as Miley Cyrus okay. for Halloween. Okay. He had short, short blue shorts on, high-heeled shoes, a sports bra with water balloons in it <laughs> and his little short hair put up in ponytails and his girlfriend did his makeup oh man what did for him you know what he it took a lot of strength to go out dressed like that on a cold halloween night mm-hmm. i don't know i hope I you had fun short short man i don't know if i would call that strength or stupidity but hey beach throw <laughs> yeah there you go there you go. Yeah, we can't have any costumes that involve shorts here. It doesn't work. <laughs> not no, probably not going to work. You might freeze to death. Some years you have to have costumes that look okay over your top of a parka or something. No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> snowmen and pumpkins and things. Yep. Or just very strange looking princesses. There you it go. was supposed to be um, 8 degrees out today. So I wore, like, you know, a skirt that's actually a skirt. So that has shorts underneath. But it's still, you know, pretty short. And I biked over, like, a two-minute bike ride, and I nearly froze with how cold it was out because the temperature just dropped and it started snowing. Oof. Like, five minutes before, I was like, oh, it's nice and warm. I should be fine. It's not that cold. And then I was like, nope, nope. No, it's that cold. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's, it's that cold. chilly. 
So, like, right. it, was, it was not supposed to well, snow. We've been having to... pretty much but three it... days nonstop snow here, so, you know. Yeah. I swear we can't get together and podcast and not talk about the weather. We'll get back on topic in a minute, I promise. So, we have poor Trevor. He's he's in the hogshead. And mm-hmm. Well, he's not in the hogshead. Neville has left him yet. there. Uh, yeah, everything he's in, yeah, he's is in, over. Yeah, uh, that is Everybody said that at once. So, Scott, go. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, well, ne- Neville has left him at the hog's head until everything is over, and right. then he escaped and went out into the goat pen at the hog's head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And Trisha, what were you saying? I was gonna say he's he's in the go- he's in the goat's um enclosure. Uh, in- enclosure. The goat's pen. Because I thought, for me, I thought I just I, as I read it, I was thinking he didn't leave him at the hog's head. He lived from like outside in hog's meat somewhere mm-hmm. near the hog's head. Yeah, he probably set him loose just as they got off the train. And Trevor somehow made his way over there. (laughs) So He's always escaping. He must want to go. And poor thing, he's trying to, you know. You would think, you would think if if it was, don't frogs hibernate? Some do. Okay. I'm fairly sure. He does not. Yeah. I think it depends. No, it's just me. But Interesting. So he's... He's a magical frog, I... you know what? Mm-hmm. He's just a different restaurant. Oh, he's a yeah. toad, though, isn't he? Do they ever into you? He's a toad. He has decided he's going to sneak into the bar because he's had enough of the goats because they're stamping around and almost hit him. Because he didn't want to be outside where the... Um... I'm guessing the dement... He can feel the dementors. Yeah, because they're cold, nasty things in cloaks. So he, he yeah, knows what I'm getting from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting in this how much Trevor understands and what he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he can tell what Neville says to him, but he doesn't necessarily always know what it means. And he experiences a lot of other things. We get them as descriptions of what he's experiencing rather than by name. Mm-hmm. He's kind of out. He gets caught by the Dementors and he's suffocating and all he can see are goats and poisonous cauldrons, and he's never going to see Neville again. And then a Patronus, something silverly, silvery, flashes between his, or in front of his eyes, and he basically sees the trio. It has hooves! Yes, the Patronus did have hooves. <laughs> That's when Aberforth sent out his goat. Mm-hmm. Kind of as, like a dementor. The dementors are coming for Harry and Ron and Hermione, and he happens to be caught outside when it happens. So that's how he he sees and hears them, or actually, I guess he just hears them at first, and he realizes okay. that if okay. he, I thought that uh, you got like them walking past. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Before he could croak his relief, the door to the pub opens, oh, sending a golden beam weird. of light into the darkness. In four hops, Trevor was under the legs of the cranky landlord who was waving his wand and talking about goats. So he goes in and he hears Harry's voice. And so he starts heading up the stairs because he realizes that they might lead him to Neville. And he's so cute because he's he's trying to get up these stairs. And I have always envisioned Trevor as being a fairly large toad. When I was young, we went to a place called Scout Lake, and there were all these toads mm-hmm. there that were hand-sized. I mean, they were big, and they had stripes down their back, and they kind of squeaked because we caught one once, and we named him Squeaky and took him home with us, and he died because we took him away from his home, poor thing. 
but I imagine Trevor is being a fairly large toad, not as big as the ones in the choir on in the movies, but you know. Uh, oh, no, those a, are arm. Those are arm lines. Yeah. No, this is you know just a hand-sized toad. So you would think that hopping up the steps wouldn't be that hard for him, but he's struggling. He's kind of like those little puppies, you know, that you see the YouTube videos of that are trying so hard to get up the stairs and they they can't quite make it. They're just like pulling themselves up. So he he makes four steps and he's got to stop, <laughs> and then he he makes up a few more steps and he you know and then all of a sudden he can hear you know Neville's there. And he's so excited because, but he's got to get up all of these steps, you know, because Neville means warmth and flies. And he, and he's got to, you know, keep going. And he's just having a terrible time. His legs ache from jumping and his stomach hurts because he's slammed into the sharp edge of the steps. But at last, he's all the way up to where Neville is for about a minute. <laughs> yeah. And Neville's just gone through the portrait and he's leaving. Mm-hmm. And I have to say also, just to um, jump back a little bit, um, I like all his descriptions of the characters. Because um, Harry is the that boy who's always in trouble. And, you know, Trevor likes adventure, but when you're around this boy, there's a little more adventure than you need. Um, and then there's the tall red-haired one who snored and never picked up his socks. And then there's the bossy witch who is always trying to help Neville. And Tre mm -hmm. Trevor kind of likes her. Yeah. But but she doesn't really understand that a toad just needs to get away every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's always trying to find him. <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, Trevor's there just in time to see the portrait swing shut. And Neville's hair was different, but Trevor would know that determined stride anywhere. And he's trying to, you know, he he, he always thought that swearing was for mouthy little tadpoles and uncouth waterfowl. But he cursed his luck. And that brought Abiforce gaze to him, and he's like, "You!" And he, that damn toad. Yeah, he's trying to kick him, and he leaps into a mouse hole. Luckily, there's no mouse. The smell of the goats must have driven it away. Poor mm -hmm. mouse. So he's finally, you know, starting to relax, and then he falls asleep a little bit, and he wakes up to Grandma Longbottom's voice. Mm-hmm saying that uh, they should close the portrait after she's gone through. Mm -hmm. And Trevor thinks, oh, if I can get out there, she'll recognize me and she'll take me to Neville. And mm -hmm. so he croaks really loudly and... April 4th, oh, that toad again, it's been around all winter. And she actually does recognize, oh, that's Neville's toad. Mm -hmm. Neville's toad? Why is he hanging around here? Who knows, but he wants to get back to Hogwarts, so she scoops him up and she sticks him in her handbag. She tells him, we're going into the thick of things. Should be adventure for all of us. And he's thinking, adventure? I don't want any adventure. And he's, I, want, I want flies. Warmth and flies. That's what he's looking for. Warmth and flies. Mm -hmm. So he falls asleep on top of Grant's handkerchief. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's also eaten three chocolate frogs. So I'm he's, a lot you know, for a little toad. Yeah. I hope he's not like dogs and, you know, chocolate kills him. That would be very bad. Yeah, apparently not. I don't know how real toads are about that, but if they have problems with it, apparently magical ones don't. Mm -hmm. When in doubt, talk about the dog on the back. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
he uh, pokes his head out of the handbag and then promptly dives for cover as a red flash lights up the corridor. And the handbag tumbles over with him inside and he's all buffeted and bludgeoned by the contents of the purse. Poor little thing. Um, mm-hmm. I can just see her, uh, with her um, vulture, the vulture hat. hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just made me laugh, Grandma. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I know. And so, years later, he wonders how he ever got himself out of the tangled handbag, but he, he manages it, and he's close to a hidden staircase, and he manages to hop to safety, so he, you know, is okay, but he's looking around, and and there's chaos everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Peeves is throwing things, there's falling crystal balls, there's emeralds going off places, and... He thinks maybe stomach. he sees Neville for a moment, but uh, then he gets distracted by the giant spiders, mm-hmm. which are not good. He really loathes those. Yeah. His list mm-hmm. of, of things he loathes are getting longer. The giant spiders are on the top of it. And then he hears Hagrid's voice, don't hurt him! You and know. he thinks Hagrid is talking about him yep. when he's really talking about the spiders. Mm-hmm. But, eh, you know, it works. It works. And well, then, you know what? I mean, hey, he, he, he's a toad. I mean, he's only going to be thinking about himself, so. Right. It's yep. okay. It is okay. And then he notices there's a giant eye staring through the window. So there's giants outside. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure that out, and then the gargoyle's head comes to rest next to Trevor, and he's like, that's it, I'm done for! That's what the gargoyle says, anyhow. Mm-hmm. And Trevor's like, they can put you together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't whinge. If I lost my head, I wouldn't be whining about it at the time. because <laughs> no, I'd be dead. Yep. And then uh, there's an adolescent mandrake that uh, tries to uh, have her it's way with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm reading this. I'm like, wait a minute. I had I had to stop and go, what's this? Is, what What's doing this to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I was, that was quite it was funny. The, the mandrake, she's all over him. Kissing up his legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his eyes. But he has to be strong. <laughs> yes. They're in the middle of a war here, so he's got to go. I, all, mm-hmm. all I can think of is frog's like, frog's like, frog's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she says something to him, but he doesn't speak Mandrake, so he doesn't know. And unfortunately, um, that makes him pass out. Yep. No! Harry awakes to the sounds of anguish. No, Harry, Harry! Silence! And he opens How's it going again, Sue? Silence. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's Trevor who's waking up, not her. Yeah. She's breathing and trying to talk at the same time, and sometimes not. So, Trevor, yeah, Trevor wakes up to the sounds of the castle seeing Harry being carried in by Hagrid, following Voldemort after the death scene. Mm-hmm. And Ron's yelling, and he hears Neville and hears that crazy looking woman with the dark hair laughing (laughs) and you know saying it's Neville Longbottom my lord the boy who's been giving the carol so much trouble so Trevor's like my boy (laughs) you know he's just like yay it's him but there's a, a snake and of course you know there's that's another thing that he loathes is snakes well, he already said he doesn't like the snakes that, you know, have the toad-chomping teeth and mm-hmm. such. And this is a pretty big snake. Yeah. So. Nagidi wouldn't have to even chomp on him. She could just swallow him real easy. She wouldn't even have to try. Mm-hmm. 
and Neville's giving his brave speech, and mm -hmm. Trevor's thinking, oh boy, he's getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. Too much Harry's gone. Calm down, Neville. People die every day. He didn't die in vain. But you will. Because you're wrong. <laughs> Harry's heart did beat for us. For all of us. It's not over. <laughs> and, uh, window breaks and the hat comes down and they kind of set him on fire and all of a sudden everything changes and there's the flash of the blade and Neville is free and he's decapitated the snake and Trevor's Which heart... Which is the best thing ever. Yes. Almost bursts with pride. He's so yep. proud of his boy. Yep. And he doesn't know what to do at this point because uh, should he go off and get into the crowd or should he stay where he is because things are going a little nuts and mm -hmm. we get to hear a part of uh, Mrs. Weasley's duel yes. with uh, Bellatrix. Not my daughters, you bitch. <laughs> and Trevor, you know, is aware that he's always thought the females are the more formidable, so, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> and somebody yells, he's alive, and Trevor's like, well, of course I'm alive. I'm, yeah. I'm Trevor. <laughs> It'll take more than pummeling handbags, giant spiders, and Randy Mandrakes to keep Trevor the dough down. Hey, there's our podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, the crowd's going wild, and he hears Avada Kedavra and Expelliarmus, and there's this huge burst that of light that temporarily blinds him. Poor Trevor, he's just having a terrible time. Mm -hmm. And when he opens his eyes, the snake man is stretched out dead on the floor. And it's And Neville's over. hugging Harry. And for some reason, Harry has two wands. Uh -huh. And it's over for them, but Trevor, he's still having trouble because there's too much noise to make himself heard. And, uh -huh. you know, he's trying to head over towards Neville, but Neville's moving pretty quickly. So he decides to look for a gran instead. And he's just caught a glimpse of her when Peeves swoops down and grabs him up. Yep. And they have a flight around the corridors. And this is just insult out of the injury for mm -hmm. Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Peeves is singing his, We did it, we bashed him, and we Potter's the one. And Voldy's gone moldy. Now let's have some fun. <laughs> Poor Trevor. He's just like, Ah! I loathe Peeves. <laughs> and then, of course, he gets dropped in a cauldron in the potions dungeon. But Neville, not good. No, Neville never gave up, so neither should Trevor the Toad. Mm -hmm. and he summons up his energy, and he hops out of the cauldron. He almost sprains his hip, and then he's limping his way to Gryffindor Tower from the potions dungeon, which is like 14 floors. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And the fat lady let him into the tower when he guessed her password on the first try. Harry Potter! Yay! I'm kind of uh, intrigued that um, either Neville can speak uh, passwords, he can memorize the sounds or something, or the fat lady can speak Toad. Oh, uh, possibly that one. Neville. Yeah. Yes, Trevor. I think I think the fat lady. I think she's been around for so long. Mm -hmm. I think she just knows who's Toad's who. And he thinks he's speaking the password, and he's like, oh, that's Neville Toad. Croak. Okay, you're going in. Probably. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> oh. And the, the common room looks the same, only shabbier, and the fifth stair still squeaks, and the dormitory still smells like dirty socks. Mm-hmm. And so... Oh, man. 
<laughs> hey, there you are. I was starting to worry about you. Me? Yeah, you were just really quiet. So we've made yeah. it to the common room, and Dean's laying on his back fully dressed, and Seamus is snoring, and Ron's on his stomach with his hand dangling to the floor, and Harry had fallen asleep next to a plate of sandwiches, which is better than in the plate of sandwiches, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Trevor thinks they look heartbreakingly young, which is yeah. kind of an amazing thing for Trevor to think, but I love it. Yeah. I wonder how old Trevor is, because, you know, he's... Uh... He's spraining his hip and it could be that old. Looking at the young boys and it could be. I, I it could be uh, well, actually, he's at least like seven frog? years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, frog years. He's probably you know in his nineties. He must be. Oh yeah, he's probably pretty old for a frog. Like they were like, you've had that rat for uh, twelve years, Ron. Um, it should have been dead about nine years ago. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. And I, we keep calling him a frog, but he really is a toad. It's toad years, not frog years. Apparently, they're actually yeah. the same thing, and there isn't actually much difference between toads mm-hmm. and frogs. People just like to stick that in. Yep. Like, uh, spiders are pretty much bugs, but we, they're not technically insects. Mm-hmm. So he hops up to Neville's bed, and he hops up on Neville's trunk, and he crawls through the hangings, and there's Neville with his eyes wide open. And Trevor's not surprised, because Neville's never been a good sleeper. He has to worry and toss mm-hmm. and turn before he can finally succumb to slumber. And when he hops up, hops onto the bed, Neville sits up and almost knocks him off again. Mm-hmm. Trevor! <laughs> we should have invited Michael to this because he's got a good Neville. He could have uh, he could have read these parts for us. It would have been fun. <laughs> that so, was so good. That's true. But I don't think he's on right now, though, unfortunately. He, he was on when we started, but I don't know if he still is. No, nope, it looks, mm. like, looks like not. Trevor's just, he can't even croak. He's got a lump in his throat. He's so excited to see Neville again. And Neville just can't believe it. You're all right. You lived. And Trevor looks into the eyes of the one he loves the most. Aw. Yeah, because not everyone lives. Mm -hmm. And Neville starts crying on him. Mm -hmm. And he's feeling so lucky. And he just sniffles and holds Trevor. And he says, thank you. And he says it so quietly that Trevor barely hears him. And first he's not sure who Neville's thanking, but then he decides that Neville's expressing his thanks to his toad because at last the poor boy is starting to relax and Mm. slides against his pillows and he closes his eyes and Trevor sits next to him on the blanket. Neville's fallen asleep like this too many times over the years for Trevor to count. He talks out his feelings and then he'd finally just fall against the pillows and surrender to sleep. Thank goodness he had made the effort to be here, Trevor thought. How else would Neville have fallen asleep after such a day? Yeah, and he says, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. He was the toad of a hero, he thought proudly. Of course he would be here. Mm-hmm. Now and all the other days that Neville needed him. Aw. No, it's a great little it's story. It's cute. Yay, Trevor. Trevor's a little egotistical, <laughs> but you know what? It's still cute. Yes, his world revolves around himself, but... Well, he's a toad. But he's a toad. Yeah, I know. I have no problem with this. Yeah. I'm sure most toads worlds really revolve around themselves. <laughs> and the next fly they can catch. Yeah. yeah. And I've looked it up because I was curious. It mm-hmm. says um, people don't really know how long frogs and toads live in the wild, but in captivity they, they've been recorded up to 40 years. Wow. So. Oh, man. Man. Yeah, that's one. One of the other pages, the cane toad, which is a 
Central and South American toads, so probably not Trevor, but is about 10 to 15 years in the wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. So They probably get eaten before they deliver to that's, 40. That's true. A lot of them will get eaten. When I'm, we... surprised, I'm surprised Trevor Inside is a lot safer. Especially with the cats and stuff like mm-hmm. that around. How he likes to try to get away. I think, though, that the the cats of Hogwarts and stuff like that, I think there's like this magical truce. You know, that there's... Well, they... you know what? There was no magical truth. It was, there was no magical truth between... Well, he was not a real... That's right. The rat and the cat. Yeah, he was a real rat. <laughs> the rat and the measle. Uh, so the this one says um, the average of 4 to 15 years, depending on uh, what type of toad and how it lives. And mm-hmm. captivity... Toads in captivity tend to live longer. And then the longest ever toad was 40 years. And that was a general European toad, I think it said. Yeah, well, that could A European well be, common toad. Uh, uh, Trevor. Yeah, I never know. But I thought this was really fun. I I loved seeing the battle from Trevor's point of view. I think it was uh, scary. I oh. think it would have been a heck of a lot scarier. Yeah, I imagine. Because everything's so, it's, it's, it's so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's freaking out about the giant. And just think how, I mean, the... He's so much smaller than we would be, and and we would freak out about the giants. So, mm-hmm. and if he's small enough to have fit in a mouse hole, he's pretty small. Yeah, and we're thinking, you know, um, hmm. at one yeah, point he, he talks about small. how it's it's uh, he likes avoiding the humans better than the goats because at least they only have two legs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got triples. Away from trampling four times instead of just two. Right. Yeah, I just I liked watching him. And, you know, and it's always fun to cheer for Neville, so that made me happy, too. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. just a Neville kind of people sometimes. Yeah, we are kind of Neville people. Speaking of, Jules is doing uh, a meme. Is that how you say it, or you say meme Meme? Meme. I would say it that yeah, way, yeah. definitely meme. And uh, the question was about her favorite fanfic, and she said her favorite Neville story was in, in the garden. And I was like, hey, that's my favorite one, too. I wonder why. Because <laughs> so. it was written for you? Yeah, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good story. I like that one. Anybody else have something to say about this little story? Oh, it was a nice little story. I think I thought it was um, connected somehow to the uh, frog princess mm-hmm. uh, story. Well, frog prince and the princess story. So I was a little bit confused. I was like, oh, oh, okay. It's, it's a toad. The toad is narrating it. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand now. <laughs> Yes, that's what I originally but thought I when I clicked you. on it. Because, but apparently, she hasn't written the sequel to that one, so uh, this was just a mm-hmm. a fun little story. It was a fun little Happen story. Have the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and and Scott mentioned that we should do it so that we could have a frog and a toad, <laughs> and you know, I'm assuming that's mostly from Frog and Toad are friends. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what it was provided we have. Yeah, but. Well, we'll see how it goes. They could end up being two separate episodes. Mm-hmm. It's nice to uh, get back to a peon cast every now and then. I know. I I like the peon cast. I mean, I, it's not that I don't like the big ones, but they're they're fun to do. Trisha? Yes. Do you have anything to say? Uh, not really. Okay. Scott? Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, <laughs> I thought it was neat to put on the podcast, and I'm glad we did. And yeah, it was. Just, it's just it's interesting seeing things from such a completely different perspective than we mm-hmm. do in most fic. And yeah. I thought you did a really good job of writing oh, for yeah. Trevor. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because it's going to be different, and he would have a different perspective. And, I, you know, like you said, he thinks of Ron as the one that snores, and Harry is the one that's always in trouble, and Hermione's that bossy one that's always helping, and, <laughs> and things like that. So, and I loathe the goats. <laughs> And those snakes. And that snake man. <laughs> He's got a list. I didn't really enjoy it. I mean, some of it was, yeah. It has a, it has a, nice, it has a nice innocence to it. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry I didn't find this one. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, like, the description of, like, how you could tell who they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's You're good. Boy. Um, yeah, like the part where they're like, that's the one that always gets in trouble. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's Harry. I actually thought it was first year at first, and then it took me a little while to figure out it was um, seventh year. Right. I thought it was like a, some sort of weird, different storyline where he didn't take the note of them because he didn't want it. But uh, nope, that was just um, my brain not working correctly at first. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, it does actually say in the um, the note at the top that this was a an alternate point of view of the Battle of Hogwarts. And, um, oh, apparently oh. in this other author, uh, Dogstar's story, it's a Neville Hannah story where Neville does set Trevor free as soon as they get off the train. And this is them coming back together again. Ah. So, so oh, that makes more that, sense. That, I completely leave. missed the note, but it makes sense that there's a different story attached to. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the first part. So I think I might follow up on asking for roses and and read that. I've been looking for something good to read and to listen to, so I think I might check that out. Maybe we'll put that on for the next one. Oh, is that the other story that's connected to this one? It's the one. It's the author that she wrote this as a birthday gift for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give it a read and we'll see what. Yeah, happens. I've read. I think I read asking for roses for quite a while ago. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's say goodnight, and we'll turn off the recording, and if we want to yak for a bit, we can do that, but then we don't have all this extra stuff on the recording. Seems like a plan. We very much enjoyed the story. Thanks to St. Margaret for writing it and Mm -hmm. all her various other good stories. She writes a lot of good stuff. And, uh, yeah, and hope you enjoyed the possibly final podcast of Season 6. Is that what we're in now? Season 6? Season 6, yep. And people are... And we'll be... Probably back with season seven, either before you know it or in two years. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> a year and a half from now. <laughs> you just never know. Eventually. At some point. And with that, mm-hmm. we will say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night. So hold on to the one. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.